Hello and welcome to the Yerky Boys. May the Candrona shine and strengthen you. My name is Will. My name is Jonathan. And we are the, the Yerky, Yerky Boys. Boys. That's us. We got Yerky a big boy today. Yeah. Big day. Your boy. Big uh, day. Big day, big book. This is quite the book we've got here. Book 16, The Warning. That's right. Released in February 1998. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is one that we might want to keep the uh, the release date in mind. I think it's going to be pretty relevant. Mm, perhaps, perhaps. At least perhaps. for the first part. Yes, yes. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. exciting tease for all the listeners. I'm Ooh. very excited to do this book. I gotta tell you, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a pretty good one. It is pretty good. There's some pretty good stuff in here. Yeah, I, I want to say this right off the bat because I have a feeling we're going to be uh, burnt out and tired by the end of the episode and just want to um, be done because we'll have been talking huh. so much. Right. But uh, I mean, I really feel like this book here. This is like the quintessential Animorphs book, right? Like, this book has wow. everything, right? It's got, like, funny of-the-time culture stuff. It's got, like, a spectacularly dumb shit. Uh, it's got, like, horrific bodily trauma and, like, frank discussions of PTSD. It's got these, like, gray area moral quandaries with no easy answer. Like, this has the full spectrum of things that Animorphs books do. Uh, and why I like them. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have, um, it doesn't have, it's missing some of the iconic recurring elements. Specifically, like, there's not a Visser 3 appearance in this book. That's true. There is no Visser 3 shows up as a weird monster. A for that. <laughs> but, but in terms of the, yes, the thematic resonance, I think mm-hmm. you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think we're gonna have a lot to say, so we should try to move into it more quickly than normal. I don't have anything to say. Let's just get into the book. Let's not waste right. any time. Let's look at this cover here, then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's look at it. Let's really <laughs> let's look just at it. Really take a close look at it. <laughs> oh yeah i've oh, been looking yeah. at it for a while now this i uh, the hair on the middle <laughs> face where he, he's a big hunched over rhino but he still has his regular hair pretty big fan yeah i mean both the second and third transitions are quite good the the fact that they just made his nose become the horn this <laughs> was a great choice. It kind of reminds me of like a Zelda character. We should say if people aren't looking at this, he's turning into a rhino. Yeah, I don't remember if I yeah, I don't think I said that this ep. But yeah, the yeah. way his face like kind of bulges out, it gives me that kind of yes. like Yeah. He, yeah, very you see much, what I'm saying. It looks like a Breath of the Wild, either either some kind of a Korok <laughs> or perhaps a Perhaps he's a like a I don't know a Zora or something one of those weirdos yeah yeah he's got that sort of strange characterization to him and the the way the eyes just spread apart mm-hmm. and the ears lift I mean the third the third tr- section I feel like that I'm gonna look like that soon that just kind of looks like me <laughs> just hunched over 
<laughs> Thick body. <laughs> A grim vision of things to come. I like the mouth too. I like how it stretches out and gets wider and but it's still got he's got this kind of like slightly downturned look. It's really, really good. I used to have a a picture book when I was a kid that I you, there's a not a high chance that you know what I'm going to be talking about, but I you would have loved it I think, mm. <laughs> which I can't remember like the author I think the name of it was uh, all of my friends are monsters something along those Sounds lines really good and the that version of of jake mid rhino morph reminds me of like the art like all the monsters kind of looked like that they just had these weird faces and bodies that's the vibe i'm getting so yeah that's our friend our friend jake our <laughs> friend jake our buddy jake wearing just like the most classic 90s kid t-shirt and jeans and, oh yeah, look sneakers. at the sleeves on that thing. Those are long ass sleeves. Like that's yeah. a weird length for a sleeve. <laughs> yeah, are they, are they like long and rolled up to his elbow or something? What is going on? <laughs> it's really it's like a half sleeve, but it's not like a baseball tee, you know, where they kind of do that. It's like it's wide. But but long. <laughs> it's so weird. They were wild in the 90s. <laughs> Uh, now the, the quote on the cover here, I, yeah. is that the longest one so far? <laughs> it and might maybe be the most verbose. It's, it's, it's not, it's a clunky little clunky. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it, it'll take more than the truth to set you free. I mean, just immediate off the top of my head, you can cross now yes. off. Like, yes. You it'll took the take words more right than out of my truth. mouth. That's... <laughs> you, so I mean that improves it a hundred times. <laughs> it's insane that they had now there. <laughs> Who writes these? <laughs> it's definitely not K. Applegate. Like it's yeah. it's some it's the public somebody at the publishing house they slap that on the cover. For sure. And on the inner cover it says uh sometimes you have to blow your own horn. Okay, so I don't even know. like. Is this like a toot your own horn? Because that's the yes. saying. I mean, this sounds right. kind of lewd the way that. They... <laughs> yeah, I've tried. I've tried many a time. I haven't made it happen yet. A good old uh, human I, horn. I mean, I do think I've heard "blow your own horn." Like I knew what they meant, but. It is weird. It also, again, I mean, it it doesn't make sense. If you really break it down, yeah, that th- has nothing to do with anything that happens in this book. It's not, this book isn't about someone learning to be self-confident or something. <laughs> you think when they write these, the, fr- the front cover one is always just like gibberish. Like, do you think they just have stock ones for the... For the like, okay, the fr- just make up one for the next Animorphs book, and we'll throw it on. And then the inner cover, <laughs> they're kind of like, okay, well now we got a blurb, so I know it's about a rhino. Now I'll make one up for that. I think maybe they just open up a fortune cookie and write down whatever it says. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to blow your own horn in bed. <laughs> yeah. Help! I'm new trapped game? in the Scholastic Printing House. <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't that a Goosebumps book? Um, <laughs> I just think we can add in bed from now on to to the every tagline. You're probably right about that. That's a really <laughs> funny and clever idea you had there. Thank you. Now the inside photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You like that one, huh? <laughs> so it's Jake. It's obviously he's a rhino, and he, it looks like they just placed him in the African savanna. Like, yeah, where? It, why is he there? <laughs> yeah, they, there's a little rhino crossing sign. Yeah, which I, I don't know that that's <laughs> what's I, that. <laughs> I mean, what's it? They don't. Oh, little spoilers. They don't go to the African savanna in this book. <laughs> No, usually these are places they actually end up. I mean, I guess that, no. I mean, it could be like, oh, maybe that's just a forest. But the fact that there's a rhino sign, <laughs> like, okay, this is a place rhinos go. Maybe it's the zoo? Is he supposed, is that supposed to be like? This is a no. hell of an enclosure. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe it's like the safari land or something at, at Disney or something. Right. Yeah, and I guess is that Tobias in the background? I'm assuming that's Tobias. It's or it's just some other bird. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a falcon. Maybe that's Jake also. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah, that could be Maybe this is just the rhino and that's Jake up there. I mean that I I'm not a birdologist, but that doesn't look like a yeah. red-tailed hawk to me. No, it does not. Yeah, that could that could be a peregrine falcon. Weird. Weird. Yeah, I think that's Jake. I think this is the rhino. I don't know. Yippee ki yay, Mr. Falcon. That's what they should have put on the inside cover of the book. <laughs> oh, yes. You should have wrote these. What? what yes. They? Yeah, they should what hire they me. Thinking. Yes. And uh, let's get the dedication out of the way here, too. This is another what? Max Leach book. It's, Remember our what? old friend Max Leach? I thought they were all going to be the same. Why they all <laughs> they they don't they used to all say for Michael now, but listen, I thought it was going to be consistent, but she keeps tacking more stuff onto these dedications. The point Wait, we've so already she's just gone adding more names. <laughs> yeah, it, it it also has Alexander and Max Leach, which we've seen before, and I didn't look them up this time either. I just I I really want to. <laughs> Max Leach is just such a great name. I was going to ask, I don't remember who that is, but I guess we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've been too lazy. It's Visser 3. Max Leach is Visser 3. That's what I think. Oh, man. Now, I, there's an, some ad here for the warning on Seropedia as an image, Ooh. a scanned image that says coming in March. But they say it was released in February, so I'm not sure what that's about. Mm, that sounds like a goof or inconsistency. Also says to visit the website. At http colon slash slash scholastic.com slash animorphs. Wow. Think it's still up? I'm going there right now. Http <laughs> colon slash slash scholastic.com slash animorphs. Okay. 404. Go. We're sorry. Nothing was found at this location. Oh, this is bullshit. Sure is. I mean, come on. Would have been perfect for this book. I know. Oh, oh well. <laughs> well, I'm ready to start the book. I am too. This shockingly, this might be our fastest start yet. <laughs> no, no. 
it's not only the like fastest 13 minutes start. In. All right. So, okay. this All is right. a very special book. Yeah. Uh, normally, right, these books would start off with uh, My Name is Jake. Right. This, this book doesn't start that way. No. So, uh, this book starts, I'm just going to read it here. I typed B-Ball 24. <laughs> then I typed in my code word, which is a series of letters and numbers. I moved the mouse and placed the arrow on sign on. I clicked the mouse and I waited while the modem dialed. My name is Jake. <laughs> I hope you're hype. <laughs> Get hype. Get hype. Just Jake is messing around on the internet. You know, red alert. We have an internet in this book. Uh, yeah. And on a whim, he decides to search Yerk, uh, and he stumbles upon a Yerk Resistance homepage. Uh, so he brings all of the Animorphs over to check it out. Um, it's mostly a bunch of like junk info, but there's a few things that check out, including identifying Chapman correctly as a Yerk. Uh, the site has a chat section, so uh, Axe writes some code to make the computer secure, uh, whatever, and they go into the chat. They see a whole bunch of people there talking about yerks. Uh, some are trolls, at least one is probably a yerk, but some seem to be legit. Um, Axe tries to hack the Web Access America servers and dox them. Web Access America is their version of AOL, um, but he can't do it, so they decide they're going to break into the WAA office and get direct access to their systems and figure out who these people are, right? Do they have allies? So, you know, just so the <laughs> listeners know, I have decided to split this into a two-part episode. The first two hours, we're going to spend talking about these three chapters, and next time we'll talk about the rest of the book. <laughs> I was about to say, I can't believe what you just said. It's probably half my notes are on what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, I have never written so much on so few chapters, and that includes the first book where I had to, like, write a summation of the plot of Animorphs. <laughs> and I feel like I did not write nearly as much as I have might have to say. Uh, just, mm. just some things that happen in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun today. This is a good part. Uh, is this the first slash only book? I think the only other book I can think of is the, I believe it was Axe's book, which began with a foreword or prologue. Um, mm. But every other book has started with My Name Is so That far. sounds right. I didn't actually, I could, maybe I'll go through, I won't remember to go through and check, but. I think it I, has to be right. Maybe with the exception of Megamorphs or something. Yeah. But even that then. That is the it, standard. I, yeah. So that's, yeah, you know. I wonder what that was about. I wonder why she decided to switch things up there. Yeah. Just, just for fun, I guess. <laughs> My name is B-Ball 24. Now, yeah, he, that would have been He good. says that's not actually his uh, his screen name. He's changed that to protect his identity as well. But then he <laughs> later explains why right. he has that name. <laughs> yeah. So. It's because 24. We'll see. 24 is the most points he ever scored in basketball, right? But but that's probably not true. It's probably like B-ball 21 or B-ball 27 or something. Okay, <laughs> the Yerks will never sense. find him. 
Now, I'm no sporto, but uh-huh. 24 is not a very good score in basketball. Am I? Well, he he personally scored it. Oh, like that was all from his points, not his team. Yeah. Which okay. sounds high to me. Yeah, I guess I don't so. really I'm, know. I feel like a professional basketball game, you see them sometimes go up to like into like 100, 200 yeah, points. Yeah, I was going to guess like. Uh, median like 60 to 70 but i don't i don't but that's know. like that nba totally so. wrong yeah i mean yeah. just like kids in school it's probably not that good <laughs> yeah they probably have a lot more chances to shoot because they suck at defense but they also probably miss all those shots i don't <laughs> now, know let's we, i don't want to talk about sports i want to no. talk about the internet yeah i yeah <laughs> yeah so tell I mean, me what you, you want to say about the internet as you said, it's 1998. AOL is the hotness right now, mm-hmm. uh, the, and it's and it's clear from the way some of this book is written that Ka Applegate does not expect 100 percent of her readers to have familiarity with how AOL works. <laughs> yes, she also clearly doesn't have 100 percent familiarity herself. Like she, well, I, she's like 90 yeah. percent there. <laughs> I love that she calls the cursor the arrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. which maybe was just maybe cursor wasn't common lexicon back it's then pro- i mean could also be because i might have said like the pointer because it's probably mm. in like the pointy form and not the cursy form well i would still call the pointy the cursor wouldn't you wouldn't call it that uh i don't know that i would I'd be like my mouse, my cursor. It's that's like whatever I'm I'm moving around. I call that my cursor. <laughs> I generally would only say my cursor if I. It's like does in cursor text edit mode. mean something? I don't even. I never even thought about it. I just thought like that means the thing my mouse controls. I mean, to be honest, actually, what I would say is my mouse. <laughs> if we're being real here, here uh, first result on Google just came up. The position indicator on a computer display screen where a user can enter text. Yeah, yeah. So it's only when it's the text thing. It's but I, but I'll also say this: the first yeah. image that it shows you immediately is an arrow. So sure. you may be technically correct, but I I think it's just become. It's just yeah. Everyone just calls whatever the cursor. Sure. Um, I yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we settled that now. We do find out also. <laughs> oh, we get a Liren shout out here, by the way. We do. That's, that's we fun. get a Liren shout out. We get a uh, couple of shout outs this book. Like the they shout out the Elemist real quick, Liren real quick, but they don't really explain what they are. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. We do find out Jake's internet speed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is thirty eight thousand four hundred bits per second. Yes. Now, if you're like me, you read this and went, I, I didn't even recognize the acronym he uses. B- I guess it's not an acronym, mm. right? An abbreviation, BPS. I because did. <laughs> I'm like, do you mean KBPS? I have never seen anyone measure internet speed in mm. bits before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking about this because... Uh, you know, Marco has a 56K, you know, wowie zowie. Right. But yeah. like the first time that I, and this is going to date me, the first time that I was ever aware of an internet speed, like I ever paid attention 
it was 56k, but it was like 56k is a really slow internet speed. Right. It is. So like like I kind of glazed over this when I first read it probably or like I don't know exactly, but but at some point I I was like, yeah, 56k, that's a speed that somebody might have, but it's like a little outdated now. And oh hey, that's what Marco has, but it's good. Yeah, I so I did some research here cuz I wanted to yeah. know. Yeah. So for the record, in case anyone needed this <laughs> translated for them, <laughs> 38,400 BPS is 38.4 K BPS. Right. The average internet speed, according to what I read somewhere, mm-hmm. In 1998, was 56k. That was the average. Ah, so motor. so that was average. Marcos wasn't very good. It was just normal. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> T- today, today the average is more like 768k. Just yeah. to give you some perspective. <laughs> yeah. For all the zoomers out there who, who listen, don't- it would. Let me put it this way. It would take you about 10 minutes to watch a single TikTok. Do Zoomers have <laughs> any idea what a kilobyte is? Like, that's not a relevant unit of measure. That might as well be nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's <laughs> so anyway. So Jake's Internet is shit. <laughs> yeah, it's very bad. But he says, at least this one's better than my old 14K 400. Whatever you call yeah. that. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's like, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, you can't even load an image on that. You're just text oh, no. only. Yeah, that is text only for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. This is the world we're living in. But yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember in 1998. I mean, I did have AOL 56K in my house. So I we probably ha- had it at this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would have been just like Marco cruising the AOL cyberspace. Yeah. Chatting on your hotlines. Yeah. I mean, Axe in here wonders why it's not at least millions. And I'm kind of sitting here thinking like, he's got a point. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he made books. That's true. Anyway. And telephones. They say in this book that uh, Andalites also invented telephones uh, after the computer because they're more efficient. <laughs> it kind of makes sense in a way. <laughs> it is kind of a commentary on how humans just technology, just we make things worse all the time. <laughs> that is true. Uh, like you invented Reddit before, after you invented web-based message boards. <laughs> yeah. Social media after that. Look at all yeah. the ways that we would love to have can you imagine if we had like Google from the aughts back now? How much better it would be to search things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we get to get a peek into Jake's emails here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them he says is a conspiracy theory, uh, something political. We don't know what it is, but I don't know. It's some kind of a political conspiracy theory. Any. Any guesses? Uh, probably the thing about Clinton, the Clintons killing that guy on that plane, given that it's the mm. 90s. I don't quite remember this conspiracy, but there was like a whole thing about like how the Clintons had, like there was some guy who rode on the Clintons private jet and they had him killed. It was like the the Republican anti-Clinton conspiracy of the day. It was like their version of Pizzagate. They didn't really know how to like, 
these days, right, we've got the the adrenochrome harvesting, child molesting pedophiles yeah. run out of a pizza parlor that <laughs> use slices of cheese pizza as their calling card to let other pedos know. Like, that's what we do now. <laughs> Back then, they were like, the Clintons had a guy killed. Yeah, they weren't. No one was talking about pedos back then because that was just kind of (laughs) normal. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God, the the president had a relationship with a 16 year old girl. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, legitimately back then they were all like the president had like an inappropriate relationship with an intern, you know, haha, let's make fun of her. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. that was that was the i mean that that is jerry seinfeld dated a 17 year old yeah okay sure right who cares right. Yeah, <laughs> we, we care now but yeah well i mean i care i care mm. now uh, <laughs> now there's uh, another email in here um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an email from cassie 98 <laughs> Yeah, so Cassie, well, I mean, we're going to find out maybe this may or may not really be Cassie. <laughs> well, you know, we could, what uh, what she says is, uh, she says, Jake, ooh, baby, you are the man for me. I love your big manly shoulders. I love your piercing brown eyes. They are brown, right? But most of all, I love the macho manly way you boss us all around, snapping out orders left and right. I think of you as the new Clint Eastwood. I must have you all to myself. Signed, Cassie XXX. <laughs> XXX, oh my God. XXX, oh yeah. Wow, yeah. this book's getting saucy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Turns Wait out... Wait a minute. <laughs> it's Marco. It is Marco. And, uh, and Jake responds. He says, uh, Cassie, you know I like you too. But I have vowed not to get involved with any girl until my best friend Marco gets at least one girl to like him. And since we know that's never going to happen, I guess we'll never get together. Signed, Jake. Now, does he literally write signed, Jake? It's in, like, quotes. (laughs) That's pretty weird. (laughs) But Well, people didn't know about, like, that... Netiquette was different back then. Mm, They called it that for one thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Marco is funny as hell. He's an A-class prankster. Oh, yeah. This is a great troll. But but Jake got him back pretty good. Oh, yeah. I I can't wait for a couple years down the line when Marco is sending Jake goatsies. (laughs) (laughs) Screamers. Yeah. All kinds of fun stuff. Message from Cassie being like, hot, sexy pics just for you, Jake, and it's Lemon Party. <laughs> <laughs> See, here, I, I'm just, I'm going a little more in this. I think it's just going to be like that one page where that goes, you are an idiot. <laughs> I mean, yes, he loved that one, too. There's no, Marco loves all of these. <laughs> the full range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the thing, like it just makes a million pop ups that are like, "Hey, don't you hate clicking on these?" Or you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, good times, funny <laughs> times. He'd just go in and like change Jake's wallpaper to yeah, uh, like a Barbie or something. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> or I don't know, or like a picture of Cassie with a heart around her. <laughs> That's like still good to this day. I uh, like literally not like, oh God, the pandemic's been so long. Maybe it was like three years ago now, four years ago. I, like when I was working retail, I changed the, uh, when I closed off, I, I changed the settings on the computer just to be like bullshit, just to be like the mouse sensitivity is down to like 0.01 and the screen is flipped. And you can't change it because you can't move the fucking mouse. And the people in the morning were so fucking mad at me. It's still good all these years later. That is funny. That is funny. One time in school, we changed my friend's uh, wallpaper to, it was just like a photo of like a dude in Sailor Moon cosplay. (laughs) I might know this picture. Yeah, it's probably, I'm sure it's probably problematic to to talk about it now, but it was was funny at the time. (laughs) No, it's a really good picture. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we agree. Uh, okay, now what, should we go to this website to get to the actual Yurk website now? Yeah, yeah. I love this website. I like it's it's got like this nice old school, I don't know, GeoCities f- feel to it, right? It's got like the, oh, yeah. I can imagine it with like big flashy like Yurks, Yurks text or whatever, <laughs> like little spinning Yurk gifs. If someone hasn't recreated this site, like that, it must, it has to be done. Yeah, maybe it's been done at some point, but mm-hmm. it's too too funny not to do. Now he he gets. I also want to say he gets one result for Yerk. This is the only yeah. result. Yeah, AOL keyword Yerk. That's that's what's known uh, today as a Google whack. Mm. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I don't think it's widely known or cared about, but <laughs> there's a thing where it's like it was all it was like a little game you could play online where because now now it's much harder to find one result for something. Yeah. So the idea was you try to like hone your search so it's specific enough that you just get one result on the whole internet because that's a challenge. But I don't now. There's like more SEO and shit, so that might not even be possible anymore because they just yeah. will just suggest shit at you. <laughs> yeah, no, I it doesn't feel possible. Now I don't know how AOL keywords worked exactly. Like I definitely used them. I had AOL on a home computer, but I don't I, really remember. From my memory, I believe it was simply like a like Nickelodeon would partner with AOL. Mm-hmm. And make it so that if you typed in Nick, it just took you to their homepage. Okay. So I, I think you so had you to have, yeah, I don't think you could just type any word in. Or maybe if you did, it would just take you to the search results if they didn't have something prepped. Yeah, like I know it wasn't, you know, clearly Google was revolutionary. So this wasn't like good. <laughs> but it was fun. AOL keyword Nick. That's fun. That, that was good. Yeah. God, I miss those days. <laughs> I know. Now, this site had four sections. Facts about yurks, suspected human yurks, types of yurks, and chat about yurks. <laughs> yep. I was right. imagining, like, uh, remember Real Ultimate Power? I'm like, remember? Like, <laughs> yes. I remember, like, I think that, the, you know, like this, this I'm imagining this having sections kind of like that website. <laughs> Oh, you know, I only, I mean, I remember, I think I had the book, Real Ultimate Power, mm, that's <laughs> based good. on the website. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> I think I got rid of it. I don't know if I still have it. Oh, that's I think, too I, bad. I, think I got rid of that along with my Maddox Alphabet of Manliness book. <laughs> the Maddox one hasn't held up as well, I think. I <laughs> Real ultimate <laughs> power, like, I'm not going to say it's not cringe, but, like, it's it's good. It's fun for, to remember it. For people who don't know, this was, I, I, I want, it was, like, about ninjas, like, being a ninja. Yeah. 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 There's a bunch okay. of stuff about, like, ninja's favorite method of execution was, like, shoving a frisbee down your throat or something. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, what made this one work, though, is that it was very much written, like, satirically from the perspective of a loser like you were supposed to imagine that there was like a total loser who is just fantasizing about how cool it would be to be a ninja writing all this shit sort of a jerry jackson or a dax flame yeah but it was it was more possible to to enjoy it non-ironically too if you were that person (laughs) yeah as you would know right yes (laughs) yeah um yeah, okay. So we're uh, they, he like calls the whole gang together <laughs> to get yeah. to go. Yeah, to look at the site. <laughs> to look at the site. There's a few good character descriptions here. Mm-hmm. Uh once again, Axe is referred to his human morph is referred to as disturbingly attractive. <laughs> yes. I I really like that. Jake's got a little gay panic there. Like it's okay, man. <laughs> Well, you know, it's also got his cousin in there and himself and you know, and his well, best friend. Like, I mean, he he's kind of about it. Listen, on the cousin front, he he does <laughs> describe Rachel as having volumes of blonde hair that shakes silkily. He he once again reiterates he doesn't think of her that way cuz but like you use words to describe her in this book, man. I you said it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, no one, no straight man ever has referred to a woman's hair as it being in volumes or shaking silkily unless he wanted to fuck her. Yeah. That's, I can guarantee you that. So, yeah, we, we know where Jake stands. It's, it's very apparent at this point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he also says she's she is like looks something from a sword and sorcery game. Which does that mean Dungeons and Dragons? Is that what that means? I don't know. I've that heard that means. phrase before, and I feel like that's like a genre, but I don't really know enough about it. I'm not a gamer. I would think like sword and sorcery novels. That's kind of like mm-hmm. a, a Conan the Barbarian kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't think of a game necessarily, so I don't know. That maybe, seems like it maybe a D and D to me. This is on you. You're the gamer. Yeah, I mean, she calls he calls her a warrior, which is like a class in D and D. So that's what I was thinking. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like if if he were actually talking about like uh, you know TV or or film like Xena, then you the term would be sword and sandal. Right. Right. True. So maybe it's something like that, but like maybe she just has it mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> there's Merlins. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I we learned that Cassie is a luddite. Yes, Cassie doesn't like tech here. Like, like, oh yeah, we we needed Cassie to have another undesirable trait. <laughs> <laughs> She's not annoying enough. Let's also now, make her hate computers. Like, why? To, to be fair, <laughs> computer nerds are fucking stupid. 
and they suck. <laughs> I guess this was in the late 90s, you know, this was probably, I don't know. But they're, but yeah. they're kids. They're young kids. They should be taking to this stuff. Yeah, and, and it is, it feels like as a kid, if she's not taking to it because she's more outdoorsy, she should just like not care about it. Like the, you can really tell this is Kay Applegate putting her opinion in Cassie's mouth. You know, yeah. when when Cassie's like, cookies, what a stupid term. Why do they have to come up with these dumb names to confuse everyone? That sounds, that's boomer talk. That's not what a kid says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking okay, boomer. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know. This is, this might be a really long episode. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I was only half joking when I, like, I, as I was filling in my notes for this section, I was thinking to myself, man, we could do an ep on this. all right but um oh we do get uh, before we move on from characters we get another an explicit instance of tobias moving his head like a bird when he's in human morph yeah i did notice that i like yeah and uh we also learned there's another red tail trying to move in on his meadow Hmm. so he's got he's got irl problems i guess animorphs is also irl (laughs) i hope we get updates on that in every book I just think we do get updates on Tobias's Meadow Sitch. <laughs> Good. Good. That's pretty important to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want another Tobias book. We got a ways, unfortunately. I'm bored. <laughs> How are you bored? I don't know. I just, I just like when Tobias and Axe are hanging out in the meadow. It I is miss nice. It, it is I nice. Miss- <laughs> now, uh, on these aliens... Yes, this is bad. Uh, yeah, they've got they've got uh, a crude drawing of a hork bajir, um, but seemingly accurate. And then they've got like a bunch of basically screenshots from movies and and shit. Axe confirms that the aliens in Close Encounters of the Third Kind look like Skritna. Right. So this, to me, this it feels like when we read the end like chronicles uh-huh. and you insisted that's what they look like I, I maybe i'm maybe i'm not being charitable enough towards Analyte chronicles but i feel like y- you said that because you remembered this description and you would not make that association from the one given in that book necessarily that's possible that is possible um because i i i like i did have that idea in my head already from having read all the books, and, and that is confirmed here. So clearly that's why that's in my head. Yeah, um, like if you start with that knowledge, then you read that description, like, oh yeah, that kind of lines up, but it doesn't uh-huh. quite... I, yeah, it didn't quite read that way. But it's... And, and we also find out... <laughs> we don't find out. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Axe tells them that yeah. Elfangor once told him about his big adventure involving Skritna, but he doesn't know much about it. <laughs> yeah. You might he as well just really say, say available now at major bookstores yeah. across the US. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good shout out. I like it. It is I mean, it is kind of funny. Uh so there's that. Uh then it all this also website also lists celebrities that they believe are have yurks in them. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Sort of like um uh, maybe Alanis Morissette, but they don't mention her. <laughs> Yeah, one of these people, I don't know who it is. Oh, which one? 
John Tesh. It's not they, they mentioned John Tesh, Snoop Dogg, and the Spice Girls. Uh, I do know who Snoop Dogg and the Spice Girls are. <laughs> so <laughs> I know who John Tesh is because I, he's a musician. I want. I believe he did like the NBA theme song. Uh, or something okay. like that, or, sure. some, or some news show. The main reason I know who he is is because uh, they used to have him on as a gag on Conan. <laughs> like mm, That's definitely where Marco knows him from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he was just like, I feel like they used him, not quite Yanni, but like, you know, kind of like that kind of a, like funny old musician that's just, I don't know, a punchline for no reason. <laughs> they just decided mm-hmm. he was. Uh, yeah, I wonder mm, if Snoop Dogg was a controller, what might that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't think there's any Snoop Dogg songs I can <laughs> I'm legally. Try- I'm I'm trying to think like uh some something like infest people every day or something. I don't know. It <laughs> oh, doesn't oh, quite oh, work. It, uh in I yeah, in, like in, smoke weed. Oh, right. I mean, drop it like it's hot. Can we do something oh, with that? Yeah, you probably could. It, when when the Yerks try to get at you. <laughs> well, that, like. that'd be the oh, He is a like. Yerk. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, you're the song parodist. Now, the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to mm-hmm. be in the sharing, you got to invite some friends. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, this, this is promising. lasts forever. The sharing never ends. This is less promising. <laughs> if you want to be in the sharing, you have got to give. Sharing is so easy, and that's the way it is. Yeah, I feel like you could have done more with that. I didn't, I didn't do much. <laughs> That's kind of what I meant. I should have prepared. I should have prepared something. I think it was pretty good still. Marco says the Spice Girls suck. I disagree. I think Marco says that because it was like you were supposed to say that as a teenage boy at the time. He probably like knows all the lyrics to their songs, but. Yeah, you're right. I did get. It's like with Titanic. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I got strong uh, Men in Black vibes from this part because you remember Men in Black when they're like, "Oh yeah, it turns out Michael Jackson's an alien." They kind of did that, mm, which I yeah. I guess came out maybe just the year before this. They're kind of right around it's the same time. Pretty close, yeah. Now they they do also say that uh, most likely all of these names are bullshit, right? Like, right, right. Like it's got like all these celebrities. It's got like the president and all like every major politician. Like that, that it just can't be right, right? It's mostly garbage. Yeah, right. You know they're being they're being a little cynical. Yeah, they do a whole thing where it's, and and. They are right. Kay Applegate is right when, you know, she kind of um, puts some words into the mouth of Rachel here to be like a mix of (laughs) truth and lies. That's the whole Internet. That's all it is. They didn't know the half of it. (laughs) No, they didn't. They didn't even have fake news back then. No, they only had they only had news. Wasn't fake yet. Yeah, just regular news. Crazy. Not real news, mind you, just regular. Regular uh, so they enter into, we have not moved on from scene one. <laughs> no, we, we are still in the first two chapters. We haven't gotten to chapter three. 
This is fine. Because we still have a lot more in scene one here, because this chat is very good. <laughs> yes, they, there's a scheduled online chat that happens to be taking place just yeah, then. They all get online at a regular time to talk. And so this is, this is not like AIM. This is, or maybe it is. It seems like they have an in-browser chat room. But yeah, I- this is like an in-browser chat. And, and it reads more like an IRC chat than an AIM chat. Yeah, um, yeah. For sure. It seems it's, like they have, like, weird line length cutoffs, too, that you I don't know if that was a thing. Yeah, th- so you can only type ten words at a time. And so this is, I found, pretty unpleasant to read. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to pick a name and then just read their posts and like, cause, because they'll have one sentence split up over four posts and then it's interspersed with other people's messages. Yeah. And I can, I can kind of actually, like, there is a part of this that feels somewhat realistic because there are times where a bunch of people will be talking in group chat and it's like, you can follow it because you're, you're paying attention to who's saying what and reading them as they pop up on the screen. But if you were to scroll up and try to read these three conversations happening at once, you'd be like, I, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I think as a kid, I would have really liked this part. Yeah. It's very memorable. I would have had a lot of fun reading these chats. (laughs) They're good chats. Uh, yeah, do you want to you want to go over the I have all the screen names here. Yeah, I got the screen names in a little blurb about all of them so you can get a sense <laughs> of who they are here. Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. So we've got Yurk Killer 9 who uh, claims to have been infested by a Yurk and escaped. We've got uh, Go Vikes who mm-hmm. uh, keeps going on about how Yurks are like worms and if you chop them in half they just grow back uh, and he's also cracking jokes he seems to be kind of a troll type. <laughs> um, we've got Gump8293, a kid who thinks his dad is a yerk and he's asking for advice, uh, about what to do. Uh, Cassie is pretty sure that Gump is real. Uh, we've got Chaz, who's, you know, I, I feel like Chaz is a bit too serious, uh, for an internet type, but he wants to, like, organize some kind of anti-yerk action. He's a little upset that the chat never, like, manifests into something more real. Uh, he advises Gump not to talk to his dad and he knows about the sharing. Uh, we've got Yerk Hater with an eight, who keeps posting kill all Yerks, uh, but also tells Gump to talk to his dad and says the sharing's okay. He's probably an undercover Yerk. Um, <laughs> we've got CKD Sweet, who comes in to ask about the sharing. Um, this, to me, reads like an e-girl name. Uh, it, I don't, yeah, I don't know if you got CKD that CKD stand for? I don't know. what that is. I don't know. It, it feels like either a name or something that means something to the person. But this I to figured... me feels like a girl on the internet, which is still <laughs> somehow a big deal today, even though that's half the people. But back in the 90s, this was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A girl. Yeah. A girl. Yeah. That's what I think. Uh, we've got Carlito, who is a Yerk investigator, knows they need to leave their hosts every three days. We've got Meg Mom. Uh, who backs up Chaz and helps out Gump. Uh, she does read like she might actually be a mom IRL, and that's why she chose this name. And we've got, <laughs> finally, Fighty777, who uh, shows up. He's got a new 
name to add to the list of suspected yerks, and uh, Meg Mom trusts him and thinks he's good to have around to have like conversations on track. Apparently, she's like, "Oh, good, Fighty's here." Uh, <laughs> now, Fighty names Charles J. Sofor, deputy police chief in the capital, as a yerk. Notably, Sofor is also the name of Elfangor's tail fighting teacher. So I think Kay Applegate reused that name. Oh, I was going to say, add Charles J. Sofor to the list of names that are just a little off. <laughs> like, what is the deal with this book series and these names that are just slightly not normal human names? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Kay Applegate's an alien. <laughs> yes. Like, is she just, where is she from? Is this just some fucking, like, yeah, in Kentucky, people just have weird fucking names or some shit. I, I don't understand it. I mean, uh, Applegate is not a weird name. It's pretty uh, normal. It's kind of, I mean, it's it's almost, like, so normal that it's weird. It's not so far. <laughs> right. It's not Joseph. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, now, so, how do you feel about all these guys <laughs> okay so there's a lot of guys here i like yeah. most of them mm-hmm. um i also was wondering what the what gump's numbers were like if this is an in-browser chat room yeah. <laughs> you don't like there's probably not another gump <laughs> yeah why did he feel the need to add eight two nine three that's a good question i mean he might just like it uh, I used to add numbers to my like handles and stuff that didn't mean much of anything. I just liked them. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I used to have. Let's okay. Let's say this. What was yeah. your What's your first? Do you remember your first AOL or yeah. internet screen name? Yeah, Jump Twelve Twelve. Jump. Jump. Z H U M P. I don't know. Don't don't add. I was a weird kid. It doesn't mean anything. I just liked the sound. And 12 was my favorite number. So fucking weird. (laughs) Don't ask me. What the fuck? I also went by Earwig 12. Uh, Again, a 12. I like that number. And I also went by Ajaroth 7, which is a reference to the Thomas Covenant White Gold Wielder book series. Oh, my God. It had a villain called Ajaroth of the Seven Hells. Oh, my God. You are so annoying. <laughs> now I need to hear your uh, your AIM screen names. You're going to love mine. <laughs> okay, good. I knew first you I, would hate mine, honestly. First, I'm going to give you the number, which was 210. Okay, okay. That was, I two was like what I thought was my lucky number at the time. Mm-hmm. And I would believe I was 10 years old. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, my, I, I'm pretty sure this is the right, I remember my first two, my first one, I think ever was Kakarot 210. Oh yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Cause that's cool. Cause that's like, you know, you're not yeah. going to be Goku. Goku like, 5,000. Everyone's going to be Goku. <laughs> but if you're Kakarot, that's like, oh, that's like a cool reference. Yeah. You, yeah, you have now, to be in the know. Right. Right. You're a lore I master. Think, oh, I think maybe I had a Trunks screen name at one point, too. I liked <laughs> Ooh, Trunks a lot. That's good. Um, but then the other one I remember was Pokechimp210. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I liked monkeys and I loved Pokemon. So I mean, who doesn't? 
Okay, yeah, you, you, we, would have, we would have definitely gotten along <laughs> from my, really you would have liked name. me. I don't know if I would have liked you. <laughs> yeah, that's a, who knows, right? I mean, that's sort of like how it is right now. Right. <laughs> Similar <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> now, everyone in this, they're trying to figure out, are these people yurks? Or is this a trick or a trap? Yes. I'm like, I don't know what which idea is more ridiculous that that the Yerks would actively use this as a trap. And I mean, we will get into whether or not this is explained later, but mm-hmm. or the alternative that people figured this out and like not only did they somebody discover Yerks, but they know enough about them to be like, yeah, I'm Yerk hater. <laughs> like yeah, the fact that it's there's so an ridiculous. undercover Yerk, too. Like, it, I, I could see something like, you know, you've got, I mean, I, I guess this is a little post-use. Male? That. They like, say that in this book. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I could imagine, like, okay, you've got some, like, conspira- a whole bunch of these little, like, conspiracy Usenet groups or something, and, like, one of them happens to be right, and these... You know, how many people is it? it the nine people. These are like literally all the people. And they've just all come here right. and they're seeing something. It is the idea that there's this Yerk hater guy who's clearly a Yerk and who showed up here just to like derail it. <laughs> like, like what the hell? Who's the poor fucking Yerk that got this assignment? Right? <laughs> Go to the library, sign in and fucking talk to teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just got a good idea for a little, a funny little comedy sketch. Uh huh. It's uh, a your controller uh, goes over to meet up with the kid, and Chris Hansen's there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> Read these messages you sent to Gump eight two nine three about his father. <laughs> You repeatedly asked about the size of his ear canal. <laughs> we searched the trunk of your car and found a portable yerk pool. <laughs> that's really good. All right. That's all that's all good fun. That is very good fun. Well, um what now else? I, I know you for a fact are a fan of Go Vikes here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I like Go Vikes. Because you changed your name to Go Vikes in our group chat. Well, I like that Marco called him, like, he's just an internet moron or something. Yeah, I mean, he does, he feels like he is some random troll who stumbled onto this group. <laughs> he's just our resident, he's better, back in the day, you know, you you would have, like, your resident troll. I feel like yeah. communities are less tolerant of, of that sort of thing now. Like, you don't just have a guy who just kind of comes in and screams the N-word, and everyone's like, don't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah. worry about him. Things have changed. Things have I changed. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, who's your favorite? That's a good question. Um, I... I actually... Hmm. You know what? I, I feel like... And maybe this is because K.A. Applegate wrote it, but I feel like Meg Mom came across really well as, like, a person. Like, I, when I was mm. reading Meg Mom's things, I was like, I can, this is a mom. This is an IRL, like, 30-something mom 
who came in and she is like the group mom. And, and it just reads that way to me. Yeah, to me, it read like Meg Mom might be kind of a MILF. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> so, well, you know how it is when you're a girl on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, if your name was Meg, you could make a cool name like Megabyte. That's true. That's cool. Yeah. That is transition cool. for that. All right. So, uh, <laughs> um,. Oh, and I like at the end here when uh, Marco gets fucking ratioed by Axe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Axe says that Marco has, across all of his computer games, whatever, online games, whatever that means, he has a win-loss ratio of 42%. Pretty bad, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah. Come on, Marco. Yeah. Gotta get Not more hours good. in on Doom. Clearly. All right. Well, that's, I mean, I'm pretty much, I, I think an hour yeah. in, I'm pretty much done with that scene. Yeah, same here. Uh, I'm a little bit worried because I don't have another hour's worth of material on that scene, but uh, <laughs> I've got, I don't, I don't know if we can finish the book in an hour. Yeah, well, we'll get, I think it'll be fine. Okay. Our every, longest episode, every episode will just be our <laughs> long. I, there's no way we can beat this without going into like a Megamorphs or something. Yeah, this is you know, this is definitely this is going to be the top. This is two to, to three chapters took us forty five minutes, but it That's, was warranted. We like this was yeah. important. I mean, there was a lot there, a lot. Yeah. All right, so let's get into a, <laughs> more of a regular animorphs plot uh, rather than just sitting here and talking about a chat room. Uh, Okay, so so we said they're going to try to break into the physical W at the Web Access America headquarters, get physical access to the computers. Okay. The headquarters is hundreds of miles away, so they are going to have to take a plane. Uh, so the plan is to morph fly so they can fly for free. They're going to morph fly, fly onto an airplane, come off the airplane, demorph. Um, they don't know how they're going to find the gate with fly eyes, so Jake steals a diaper out of the bathroom changing station and plants it in the garbage near the gate, uh, and they will use the <clears throat> diaper gravy, as Marco calls it, <laughs> to find their way. Uh, they go into the ma bathroom, and they morph in the stalls, uh, and this time, uh, just to kind of spice up the by-now run-of-the-mill disgusting morph descriptions, um, Kay Applegate has a rando show up and be like, hey, anyone in there? And uh, see Jake as a weird, fucked-up half-fly monster and run off screaming. Um, there's a bit of like a funny scene where where Tobias loses control of the fly morph and he flies into a toilet and, uh-oh, uh someone sits down. He has to get out. Uh, whatever. They make their way to the gate, they ride on people's hair, they get onto the plane as flies. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't like all this gross stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. As a kid, I loved this. I thought this whole thing was really funny. <laughs> of course. I do like when the guy opens the stall and sees yeah. um, him as a Jeff Goldblum. And yeah. The quote is, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. No! Ah! That's a really good impression. <laughs> Thank you. It's so it's worth it for that. Yeah, that part yeah. was good. But yeah. you know, I, you can, again, you can see the. It just feels like pandering to 
12 year old boys yeah well listen i i was younger than even that and what, what about when what about when tobias is in the uh the toilet and marco goes caution falling objects you think that was uh, no i thought I that line not, was old. i didn't like it you know and another part that i thought was really funny as a kid is when um axe tells tobias to reassert your individual consciousness yeah. and, Mar- and marco makes fun of him for it i thought that was good as a kid i now that i i highlighted that i still thought that was good that's <laughs> good there is something very funny about him saying that, and Marco's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Hard to control. Oh, yeah, don't worry. You can just reassert your individual consciousness. <laughs> That's pretty good. I might start yeah. saying that. It is It is pretty good. If I can um, remember. couple of minor points. Uh, Jake mm. remarks, you had brought this up before. Jake remarks here on how he can't tell if maybe Marco and Rachel like each other. Um, oh yes oh yes loved that mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like I don't know if they really hate each other or if secretly they like and admire each other yeah it's it, they're not fooling anybody <laughs> I well they're it. fooling Jake <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I guess so I think he says here he's like I'm not good with uh, human interactions or something <laughs> Which yeah. doesn't feel in, in line with Jake's character, but whatever. Yeah, well, I guess when it comes to romance, I don't know. That's true, yeah. This is uh, where we, we also get the the Elemist shout-out. Yeah. That's, that's just like, it's almost so casual that, I mean, I, I, I like it, but if you haven't read those books, then you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, they yeah. don't stop to explain it. <laughs> Yeah, no, Tobias, it's times like these. I wish the Elemist hadn't given me my morphing powers back or whatever. <laughs> okay. It did make me realize that they uh, did not, I've not been explaining that every single book, which I think is the correct choice. Yeah, he's just a bird. Don't worry about it. He can morph too. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a callback here to um, last book when Marco... Asked Jake, hey, Jake, we're still, like, the same, right? Jake, only this time Jake, uh, Jake says to Marco, like, oh, I want to go back to normal and, you know, have everything be the same and not be changed. And this time Marco kind of scoffs at it. So I don't know if the incident with his mom changed him a bit in that respect. Hmm. I I didn't, yeah, I didn't pick up on that as a callback, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I felt like it. Um, a point here I have also is that the actual AOL headquarters is in New York City, so I don't... They said this is several hundred miles away from California. I feel like it's farther if this was in NYC, but they would need a plane for it. Well, it's only it's a 90-minute flight, which definitely is not a cross-country. Mm-hmm. I, I would have thought, like, I don't know, Silicon Valley, was, was that a thing yet? <laughs> it might have been start... Where? Yeah, where did... um. Because like this like is Seattle. where the dot com bubble, yeah, would have been. It seems like it should be there, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, and if yeah, if it wasn't obvious, you just said it for the first time, kind of the WAA is AOL, but uh, I think w- I said that earlier, but okay. maybe I glossed over it, or maybe I forgot. It's not. It's another instance of. It it is a bit weird to me when everything is the real world except for one thing. Yeah, but I under I understand. I I mean I think they could have just 
done it, but I guess you know if when you're they don't they didn't want to run into any legal issues, but yeah, it is it is a bit weird. Also, WAA is a much less catchy name. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they ever call it WAA. I, you know, I'm saying that for short, but W is so many syllables. I don't actually know if that's much shorter than Web Access America. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Access. They both suck. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) There is one person who I think would like it. Waluigi or Wario. Yeah, I was gonna. That was gonna be Wario, but yeah, but they both. There's two people. Yeah. I'm glad I knew where you were going. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. How do you feel about uh, when they're going into the stalls to change and, and Tobias and Jake walk in together and Tobias is like, sorry, Jake, if this looks gay to the viewers. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. <laughs> I liked that a lot. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, it was the 90s. Things are different yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a good podcast. It is good. So we covered that in about a tenth of the time that uh, took us to do yeah. the other three chapters. That's good. Not much is happening here. Yeah. Um, so they're on the plane. Uh, you know, we've got like a little scene. The attendant serves an in-flight meal of Salisbury steak and Marco lands on someone's and eats it, which is, you know, kind of funny. Um But, uh, you know, as they're the guy complains and as they're like leaving first class, Jake gets swatted, um, just kind of out of nowhere, right? They're now, just kind of hanging. You're not yeah. to be clear. You don't mean that he was on Twitch, right? And like some people sent a SWAT team to his house. No, as a no, he he uh, he gets hit by somebody's hand and smushed against the wall. Oh, it's a hand. It's not a swatter. I think it's a yeah, yeah. It's a hand. Okay. Yeah, they didn't bring fly swatters on the plane. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, like it's very much out of nowhere, right? They're just kind of chilling. You got some goofy scenes and then all of a sudden Jake is smushed against the wall. Uh, his legs are all broken. He's like blind in one eye. His wings are ripped off. His body is like split open with his guts spilling out, sticking him to the ceiling. Um, and he is very quickly dying. Uh, he's like fading in and out of consciousness. He's unresponsive, not really aware of what's going on. Um, the others as flies, they all somehow manage to like peel him off and fly his body over to the bathroom so he can demorph. Um, luckily Cassie is like able to get through to him in his like delirious dying brain and get him to do it just in time. And, uh, he demorphs in the airplane bathroom and, uh, walks off the plane as a kid. No one really notices. Um, and everybody else demorphs. Everybody's okay. But, you know, Jake is all shaking and nauseous and kind of fucked just up another day in the life of an anamorph <laughs> yeah just another day uh this is i mean this is a pretty fucked up scene <laughs> <laughs> it is described very horribly <laughs> yeah um, yeah like she really like uh, you know it, she's got to one-up herself she's done so much bodily trauma here that <laughs> At this point, uh, most of these kids have, like, near died and been maimed and gored, like, a dozen times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's like they they should need serious therapy. They should they should be hardly functional in society at this point. Yeah, well, they had the experience of like uh, like twelve Vietnam vets in the span of a year. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I, yeah, they're. They're functional like the in this ones war. that died. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. And you know, this book we really see because, like, we get they spend a lot more time with Jake, like, directly after it, the incident too, with him just like shaking and having chills, and uh, like in a way that they often don't get a chance to. Because normally, when they're all gored up, it's in the middle of a crazy action sequence, and you know, maybe you would see them have a nightmare in a later book or something. But here we like, they're just doing, they're just on the plane. Not like nothing happens. And so you really like, you get to sit with Jake while he's freaking out to it. It really hits. It hits. It hits different. Yeah. There, well, as he's passing out, kind of, there's also, there's a moment where he's kind of, his life is flashing before he eyes his, he mm-hmm. eyes. Oh, and he, before his <laughs> flies more like, and he, he he starts to drift off and remember when he first met Cassie. And then he like has this fucked up hallucination. But I, I wasn't sure if this was supposed to be leading to like, is there some mystery about how they met or something? Or is this just a yeah, complete I nothing? I, don't I think know. it's nothing. I, I think maybe he was like. Because he goes, school? No, it was, it was. Yeah, like, if he's like, I was thinking maybe he's like flipping between school and the construction site and it wasn't like communicated well. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but maybe I want, I'm like, I want the, I want the backstory app. I want to see yeah. their first meeting. <laughs> yeah, they're meet cute. Uh, yeah, they also, I, we need to just mention that after they get off the, well, actually, first of all, I also want to say, do you think flies being on a plane, like that would fuck them up a little bit? Like, I don't know what kind of, cause I know as a human, you know, your ears pop and it can kind of mm-hmm. like some people get sick, like for a fly, you're so small and you're usually, you're used to flying around and stuff. Like, would your equilibrium be all fucked up? Would you feel horrible? Yeah, or? I don't know how uh flies do under changing air pressure no idea yeah it's a good question well yeah i'm sure Kay applegate researched it and turns out they're fine yeah we need an animal expert on here like i'm trying to remember have i ever seen a fly on a plane before i feel like it doesn't seem crazy but yeah i can't think of it yeah they have to be but maybe they just get on and then they like are they just stick in a corner because they're freaked out or something i don't know yeah, fuck this rich guy in first class. He's like, um, excuse me, stewardess. <laughs> there are flies on this plane. Fuck yeah. you, dude. <laughs> well, one of them's in his Salisbury steak. So right, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Which he was finished eating anyway. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's anyway, I was gonna. They go to Taco Bell. Yes, they do go to Taco Bell. Uh, I have a note about that in the next section, but we can talk. It doesn't really matter when we talk about it. Yeah. Well, well, they're still at the airport, right? Or does they get out of the airport? Uh, I, I think that's when they're downtown. Cause they like take a bus to the, the headquarters. Uh, well, either way, uh, they, you know, they mentioned it's cheap enough for them to afford. Uh, yeah. not anymore. It's not kids. Sorry. I know. I mean, now, <laughs> out you of your still price get range. it. 
<laughs> you can still get a build a box for a good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, <laughs> they're fucking six dollars by me now, and not five anymore. But I know some people got them up to like eight or nine, and uh, and you're still getting like eighteen hundred calories minimum. The other out of that day, thing. Taco Bell. The reason it's <clears throat> terrible for me, many reasons. Mm-hmm. The other day, I made an order and. Look, I, okay, I wanted to try, try – I'm sorry. I have to go on a tangent here. Yeah. I wanted That's to try – this is, this is important, and we have time. Taco Bell is important. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> I wanted to try the new items. I don't right. want to date the episode, so I won't say what they were. So I got – and the new items are always upcharged because they're limited time. Right. So, look, I know I'm paying a premium for those new items, but I wanted to try them. And mm-hmm. then, but I didn't want just the two new items. I, you know, I wanted like a little something extra and a drink too, of course. Right. So, I, and so I, I was going to add on like one more thing and a drink and it's more expensive to do that than to just get the $5 Chalupa box, which comes with three items and a drink. <laughs> so like financially, I had to get the $5 box, like in terms of value, it made more <laughs> sense. And then I ended up eating like five times as much fucking Taco Bell and it wasn't my fault. Yeah. I mean, this sounds like a pretty positive story to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just was like one burrito too many. That's all. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Now as uh, at this Taco Bell, they say he goes nuts <laughs> drinking all the hot sauce out of the packets. Uh, Axe almost certainly agrees with Review Bra that their their like fire sauce or whatever is the best item on the menu. Yeah, Review Bra, aka Report of the Week on YouTube. Yeah, just I don't. People might Fuck just assume that. that's like a guy we know or something. I don't. I just want to. Everyone knows who. If you don't know who Review Bra is, then what are you doing, man? <laughs> well, the thing that does not make sense about this is the the manager kicks them out for this. <laughs> I mean, Axe is. I don't think it's just that he's drinking. Axe is going a little nuts, I think. I don't know. He specifically mentions the sauce. So I just... I, I, what fast food worker is going to give a shit about a kid like eating their sauce packets? This is... Maybe a manager. But yeah, I mean, no no worker... Axe would have to actually be tearing the store apart. Like, if he wasn't <laughs> damaging things or, like, eating other people's food, which he right. might have been... Yeah, Maybe. In fairness, maybe he was, but but yeah, like I I don't give a shit. Eat, eat all of it. Who cares? Yeah. So anyway, this was a paragraph about Taco Bell. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah. Well, this this kind of goes in the first three chapters section uh, of we don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> Some yeah, things are more ca- important than others. They definitely do call it W A A. By the way, I've got that. Okay. That's in here next, but. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, yeah. So, uh, oh, I uh, just want to say, I like when Marco says, uh, we'll take a different airline home. We'll get one that likes and appreciates flies. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. That's nice. Uh, That's nice. Uh, they take their bus downtown. This is when they get their Taco Bell. Um, and they tag along in a group of old people doing a tour of the building. Uh, they say kids are kind of invisible to old people unless they are their grandkids or they're being rude. So they just kind of join the tour. Uh, and we hear on the tour about Joe Bob Fenister? Fenestre? How did you pronounce this? I was I was in my head saying Fenestra. But... Fenestra? Fenestra sounds fine to me. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> Joe Bob Finestra, who is the founder of WAA. Um, Marco does like we're not worthy bows uh, in front of his picture because he loves him on account of he's a billionaire and Marco wants to be a billionaire. Um, <laughs> they have to figure out how to get into like the command center of the building. Uh, they debate morphing people who work here, but decide against it for dubious ethical reasons. Uh, running theme. They don't want to morph people, whatever. Uh, so instead they make a distraction, a distraction by, uh, <laughs> Jake and Rachel go bear and tiger. Um, and Jake like roars to get everyone looking and Rachel starts mopping the floor while Jake holds the bucket. And while everyone is looking at Rachel, the bear mopping the floor, Axe and Marco slip in and steal the info they need. Um, in true like dumb book spirit, Cassie has gone skunk to handle any security that may show up. Um, that's right. That's right. They get the info. They get out before the SWAT team shows up. Everything goes smoothly, uh, except that Marco finds out that he has been being groomed by a 73-year-old guy pretending to be a girl <laughs> under the name Party Girl 802, uh, which I bet you were not expecting me to say. <laughs> um, and they also find out, importantly, that Fighty777 <laughs> is actually Joe Bob Fenestra, Fenestra himself. The plot thickens. This, this is a lot. This is a lot that you just went through. It is a lot, yes. So let's I, talk about it. Yeah, for starters, there's no way AOL <laughs> gave tours of their headquarters or that anyone would want to take one. <laughs> like, what are you... There's know, not, what do you see? Weird. A bunch of computers and cubicles? There's nothing there. It's not... <laughs> cool <laughs> there's not like a magic factory with a little yellow stick figure guy <laughs> dancing around it's i like, don't know man i could see some weirdo boomers being like this is where they do the thing haha <laughs> i, I, I guess know. i guess I mean, yeah to be fair at least if you like tour a beer factory they give you free beer samples or whatever i don't like what are they, are they gonna give you those like thousand hours free of aol discs at the end they sure are oh, <laughs> i already you know got that <laughs> now, oh man, classic. Uh, let's talk about Joe Bob Fenestre. Yeah, let's talk about him. So, is my is the idea here? Fe- Fenestra, like window. Is that the joke? Yeah, I was wondering if there wasn't like a because like, we all know to defenestrate. Yeah. <laughs> like I was I was wondering if you were like, okay, you've got Finestra as like a window, but also as like a part of a house as an analog for gate. And then Joe Bob is sort of a folksy name like Bill. I I don't know. I, that's the best I got. But yeah, Joe that's Bob also I, not AOL. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I knew nothing I, Joe Bob I didn't have anything for. I just figured Windows window. I, but, yeah, I don't I mean there's windows in AOL, right? <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's got to be that, but it's it's weird. It's it's not like most people don't have in Animorphs. This doesn't happen. You don't have that many pun names usually, so it's kind of. Yeah. I don't. It's it seems like it must be intentional because it's too weird of a name <laughs> to just make up. I don't know. Maybe this is just a weird name she came up with, like all the other ones. <laughs> yeah, it could be that too. Uh, I never so do know. we. 
Do we think in modern times Marco would stand Donald Trump and Elon Musk? I mean, I was I specifically have the phrase Reddit beard Elon simp in my notes. <laughs> I I think Marco might have been an Elon stan before uh before he bought Twitter. I I think once he bought Twitter and fucked it up for everyone, Marco would hate him, but I, I don't think he'd yeah. be one of the weirdo blue checks still on his side, but it does. It fits. I mean, it makes sense. Marco d- does just want to be a cool, rich guy. Yeah. And he I, probably Mar- loves the movie Blank Check. He's almost certainly into crypto. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he would be one of the only people into it for the real reasons. Like, because you, you, when it comes to crypto, it's kind of like, listen, this is a scam. So either you are scamming people or you are being scammed. Yeah. If you're not scamming someone, you know what you are. But Marco, if you said that to me, be like, well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> that, that's what I'm doing. Well, he's got the faster computers, so he can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that covered. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll just say that there's also a good line. Marco says they're the best animals and Axe says, how do you define best? We alone of all the animals have the ability to create TV shows. Yeah, it's true. Pretty funny. There's have, uh, we, some. Yeah. I, yeah. Or yeah. What were you saying? Tell, no, I, I, I was just going to say we haven't. At one point we said we were going to do our Marco favorite Marco jokes at the end of the show. We, we never did this. Kept doing that. But. Yeah, we didn't. And these are. <laughs> maybe these that's are too fine. Good. Yeah, maybe it's fine. <laughs> um, there's some good. Yeah. Uh, some, some good dumb jokey stuff here. Um, I like the guy who goes, uh, I'm not nuts. It's the bear who's nuts. That's carpeted up there. <laughs> pretty I funny. like that. It's pretty good. I, uh, yeah. I like when the security, the SWAT guys come in and he's like, did you kids see a bear? And Rachel goes, yeah, right. A bear. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Yeah, did you like when Tobias says, I'm just a birdie? Oh, I loved when Tobias said, I'm just a birdie. <laughs> I'm just a birdie, too. That's a Kung Pao quote. Yeah. I liked when uh, Rachel suggests, as a distraction, they could set the place on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Classic Rachel. Yeah. I also... um. What I don't like is the website Seropedia. Now, I'm, I'm going to put those a, fuckers do this time? a goof or inconsistency from this section. Uh, Rachel in Grizzly Morph handles a mop, which requires a dexterity that bears don't have, as they lack oh. opposable thumbs. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, fuck off. A bear That's like can a parody hold a mop. of what a nerd would say. Like, what <laughs> loser wrote that in? That's uh, that's just straight up. The xylophone made two different tones. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, like that's your your problem. You they're all staring at the bear mopping the floor, and not one person notices Marco and X just running behind them on the computer. And and your problem is a bear couldn't hold a mop. Like, come on, it's a dumb joke scene. It's funny. Uh, Someone get these fucking nerds to bed. Yeah, bad website. Do we need to... Do we we need to get into the... This 
It's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I, I, I think it does kind of read here like Jake goes along with it because he thinks Cassie's cute. <laughs> we all know I what ju- we're talking about here, right? <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, Cassie, again, saying <laughs> let's not morph humans mm-hmm. be- because that's that's unethical. Yeah. Um, I, I I just, I, I, I don't want to, we, we don't need to beat this dead horse. That's We'll save that for another Cassie book. Yeah, at some point maybe it'll come up to a point where you have she'll to morph into a horse. Is what I meant. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, but but I do want to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just fundamentally disagree with this with this notion. Mm-hmm. First of all, so it just it just bothers me when it comes up repeatedly because I just feel yeah. like there's not. It's just whatever. But yeah. I I I feel like specifically in this instance. A big part of this choice of them saying, you're right, it's, we can't, we'll be no better than Yerks if we morph humans, Mm -hmm. is because if they just morphed humans, like 90% of their missions would be much easier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. And then, and you wouldn't, it's not cool, like morphing into an animal is cool. It's not like fun to just morph into a guy, but it would, it would just be, then you could have like mission impossible spy shit. And I feel like I I would be into that, but it would become a different series. Yeah. Yeah. Where every book you'd realize that somebody was like secretly like we see Visser three in human morph, but it seems like he really only has one. Like you're not seeing like every book. It's like, Oh shit. You know, (laughs) this guy was Visser three in morph. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's partially why it's also it bothers me because it feels mm-hmm. like this is a choice not made organically by the characters, but made mm-hmm. because it has to be made for the sake of the book. <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, I think I've hinted at this before, and I'm, I can't talk about it till basically the very end of the series. I do think there's a real idea at the heart of this that Kay Applegate has like. And I like, but Kay Applegate herself does not really know what the idea is and hasn't fleshed out. And she's just kind of making Cassie say it. And of course, Cassie's thing doesn't make sense because she, it doesn't make sense in her head either. I do think there's something coming from that. We can talk about it at the end, but I also think you're probably right. There, there is, there's gotta be some sense of like, well, they can't morph humans because then they just do that. They wouldn't be animal morphers. Right. Now, to be fair, I did last book complain that Cassie like brings up a, an argument and then they just do it anyway. So at least in this book, I mean, it did actually it forced mm. them to like be more creative. So I can't be, you know, I, I guess I can't be too mad at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, everybody who read the series as a kid was at some point irritated at Cassie for continuously making this a thing when it didn't make sense. So. <laughs> Uh yeah no That's no controllers normal. work here by the way they, because why would they why would they work in a internet security headquarters I mean mm-hmm. there's just it's just not valuable for a yerk <laughs> yeah. they're just not worried they just say like yeah there are, I'm sure there aren't any controllers here and there aren't <laughs> why yeah I mean you you would it's not like they wouldn't you know they'd be like oh the andalites must be trying to break in but yeah you'd think somebody might have pulled a gun on them or something and are yerks nationwide it does kind of seem like they're 
centralized to California. Yeah, I feel like they are. I feel like they have not spread out as far as they should have. Um, I do, a little bit of a spoiler, the movement was started in California. Like the Yerk infestation sharing covert thing was started like basically where they are um, by Visser 1. So, you know, in in theory, maybe maybe it's like they should have spread nationwide, but Visser 3 has bungled it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can get, I can get behind that. Yeah. Okay, but it's but I mean, yeah. They, they should we talk about Pretty Girl eight hundred two now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I read it as Party Girl. It's P R T Y girl. Oh, you're right. Huh? You're Could probably yeah. You're you're probably right. Yeah. I'm just thinking because you know girls are pretty. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. Now I've, uh, never, I've never been to a party with a girl, so that didn't make sense to right. me. Same. <laughs> yeah. So as you said, we we learned that Marco was being groomed by a predator. We sure do. It's just a throwaway joke. Lol. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want an illustration of how different things were in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, and I guess it's like, this is almost, it's just like, oh, on the, that's the joke that you made when the internet was first starting was, right. it's a guy pretending to be a girl. That's the joke. Yeah, it's some you old usually, guy. Well, yeah, I guess some old guy, 73-year-old retired postal worker is a bit more specific. I feel like I always heard, like, he's some old, gross, fat guy or something. Right? Yeah, like, it was always, like, you're trying to conjure the most, like, bleh, I don't want to have sex with that mental image. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would think, like, 40s or 50s, not a seven, not, like, a fucking, yeah. they're in a nursing home, like. That's reasonable, yeah. I don't know, my dad's, like, 75, he's not in a nursing home. Well, uh, what are you doing? Get him in there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so fucking sick of seeing him. Um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this is, it's like the, you know, it's, it's like the equivalent of uh, making a drop the soap joke about prison. That's like, right. Yeah. was just at one point. So ubiquitous, even, even that still isn't exactly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not normalized. It's, it's people will still make that joke and not think twice about it, but. I, this I think has not. You couldn't make this joke now and just yeah. have it be a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I, and maybe part of that is because people still think of like prisoners as like somehow lesser or whatever. Right? You know, yeah. where it's like internet people are all weirdos and freaks or something. But nowadays it's like no, internet people's everybody. And and so if, you know, if you most people are like, well, I grew up online, and uh, maybe someone legitimately groomed someone I knew. So it's yeah. it's a little more real, easier to empathize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have changed my my name to Party Girl here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, okay. I, I also, oh, I don't think we said this before, but for anyone who has, isn't reading the book, Fighty Seven Seven Seven, who he learned is Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. It's spelled F I T E Y. Yeah, as in I named the big one Fighty. So, uh, what's that from? <laughs> that was a, well, it was the Simpsons, but he says, I named the big one mm. Bitey. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I made I it know Fighty. 
I made a fight. Yeah. That's good. Anyway, I don't know what that screen name is about either. That's kind of a stupid screen name. He fights Yerks. I don't know. Listen, most screen names are fucking stupid. Yeah, you're right. Oh, 777, because he's lucky. Yeah. Lucky fighty. Um, So to go back home, they're going to have to take a plane again. And that means morphing flies again. Um, Jake is scared. He's trying not to show up, but he's like sweating and shaking. You know, he's got like chills and all that. Uh, Cassie pulls him aside and tries to like talk to him. And they have what is like a very frank discussion about trauma and fear and the nature of leadership. Um, it's boring. Pretty, yeah, it's a good <laughs> chapter though. I really like this. Um, but anyway, they they do they do more flies. They go back. <laughs> Everything's fine. No problems. Nothing goes wrong. Um, that night, Jake figures he should research Joe Bob Finestra. Uh, since his mansion is like actually nearby and they could go check out like what's he doing in this chat room um but you know his mom's making salmon there's like a fight on showtime and he ends up spending the evening with his family instead of doing prep work um the next day jake and the animorphs convene they discuss what to do cassie wants to go find gump since he has been confirmed to be a nine-year-old kid and she wants to protect him uh but jake decides that finestra is the priority even though he hasn't like done his research. So tomorrow, Monday, after school, they're going to go check him out. Um, so this is the part of the book that really just kind of slows down to get like philosophical, right? About like war and horror and like Jake making decisions. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's... So in, in book 11, we had this through line with like Jake being like, I have to make decisions and what if they're wrong and everything's fucked up and I didn't really like it or feel it uh i think in this book they she hits the nail on the head with it i think it really works here for me i'm just <laughs> just here this is this is this is great and this is just you're right it is like oh yeah uh, it's, yeah it's philosophical the introspective sure. and, and and my next note is peanut butter on a graham cracker normal snack <laughs> You've got a point. We can take an aside to talk about that right now, because Tom eats peanut butter on a graham cracker. Weird. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to go like, oh, no. yeah, I eat that all the time. That's no, like, that's weird. That's fucking weird. <laughs> and I'm I'm the guy who's like, yeah, peanut butter? That's a You just dip it. Get a giant hunkin' spoon of peanut butter out of the jar and eat that, and that could be like your in-between meal. <laughs> On a graham cracker? But I don't think that sounds bad. I think that could be good. I've just never heard of it before. It's Yeah, I guess. It's weird. Like, like peanut butter and crackers, that's a definitely a thing. So it's not like much of a leap. Yeah, but there's no... Like the graham crackers kind of crumbly and sweet like the peanut mm. butter supposed to be like the mushy sweet part and then the crackers yeah more of the I hard mean, i'm gonna try it i've okay for next episode i'm gonna try it and i'll report back okay thank you now anyway but but back to what you were saying about the nature of trauma and uh and war yeah that is very it's very well done it's presented uh yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. El- eloquent. Yeah. No, I um 
I think one of the things that really makes it work here for me, well, two the two main things that make it work here for me as opposed to in book 11 are that um, number one, in that one, like we're all centered around Jake's decision to spur of the moment steal this bug fighter. And you're kind of like, we see the bug fighter, we steal it, we go. But here you kind of get like a lot more build up, like, oh, you know, I'm, do I make this decision to get back on this plane or not, having seen the consequences? Do I make the decision to go save Gump or go check out Joe Bob uh, Finestra? given that we've got this information and and it takes time and you get to like see the process of making it. And the second thing is that there's like actual consequences, right? Like the book 11 at the end, they're like, what are the consequences of his decision? Well, it could have been that they all died, but nothing, it it was literally nothing. It didn't happen. He didn't make the whatever, but (laughs) like rewrite it. But here it's kind of like, no, like we saw him get smushed he really risked actually getting smushed again. He's actually making this decision and whatever happens here is actually happening. Yeah. I, I think in general, is this one of the longer books? It feels long. I don't know me. if it's, it's like 150 pages, which I guess is average. Yeah. It's, I think it's average. I think it's just, there's a lot less, uh, you know, I accidentally spent three chapters talking about what it was like to morph. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it. There's just more, in it less stuff yeah. is like spread out but uh it does feel like the pacing in this book is is uh, really good and and le- it takes more time to breathe than some of the other ones do mm-hmm. uh here and i thought the ending too there's it, 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 not none of it really felt rushed and yeah it, it definitely helps the stakes feel more important here in this plot yeah um i like the part where uh, Cassie is telling Jake that it's okay to be scared. And he says, um, people say they want leaders to be just like them, but I don't think so. People want leaders to act the way they wish they could act themselves. Marco and Rachel and Tobias and Axe don't want me to give them permission to be scared. They want me to help them to be brave. Like, it's good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, Jake's, Jake's seen some shit. Yeah, she's a smart kid now. <laughs> it's good because, like, I, she's I, she's finding Jake since I was bored with Jake in the other books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. This, he doesn't seem super boring in this book. Yeah. Um. Uh, they, they also going back to food though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, <laughs> he also explains what tiramisu is. I guess kids don't <laughs> yeah. maybe know what tiramisu sure. is. Sure. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but now I want to put on my, uh, let me put on my Seropedia hat for a minute. Oh yeah. Do it. <laughs> That's problematic. Sorry. I started <laughs> drooling. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, this is like we said, this is a big choice. Gump V Finestra. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it, you need, all six people to go check on a nine-year-old <laughs> can yeah. you send one or two and everyone else handle the other thing yeah i i can definitely agree with that to some extent although another part of it is jake being all like i am messing up my work-life balance so to speak like i i am spending a night in with my like is it okay to go check out finestra's 
mansion, given that I haven't done any research on it and I was supposed to, and I spent the time with my family instead. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly a far cry from start of chapter, like, the next day we were at the mission, we just had to go now because we didn't have time, we're there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. whatever they do. I I also really like this this description when they're eating dinner of uh, him talking to his brother mm-hmm. and how he says the the yerk found the answer that Tom would have made. It aimed Tom's eyes and made Tom's face smile sardonically. <laughs> All that stuff was uh, very creepy and yeah. s- uh, sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, very well written, I thought. Uh, the they do a good job of, of Jake being, uh, uh, like, Jake's feelings on his brother here, for sure. Yeah, um, which which doesn't really, you know, I would have, I feel like it would be easy to make every Jake book a Tom book. Yeah. And we haven't really seen Tom much, like, since the first couple books. He's like, isn't that important, really? Yeah, uh, which is, I, that's there, gonna surprise me. I, I feel like that should come up more. <laughs> I'm wondering if there isn't some like overlap with Marco's mom, where like, where how do I do this plot line again, but have it be different? And also, mm-hmm. you know, Visser One can kind of fail and come back because she's Visser One. But if Tom fails, Visser Three kills him, and like, what am I gonna? How do I not make that happen? <laughs> Right. There could be some issues with just figuring out how to write it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume it, it's going to come up at some point. But uh, <laughs> uh, is this where also we find out that your cater is Edward Cheltingham? Oh, yes. I believe it is. So that's just another fun name. <laughs> yeah. Although it is revealed to be probably a fake name. Oh, yeah. Probably a fake name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward Cheltingham. Yes. Chelting Cheltingham. 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 Yeah, he's a Brit. <laughs> Cheltingham. Oi. Oi, God. I hate, hate these bloody yurks, mate. Oi. Yeah. If a yurk comes into my pub, oh, <laughs> pop him in the nose. Stuff him in me lorry. Yeah, pop him in the gob. <laughs> Oi, Bob's your uncle, mate. That's what they sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess else? they go out to this mansion. Yeah, let's get to this mansion. <laughs> they uh, they fly out as birds, uh, and they see when they get there that he has uh, Joe Bob has shitloads of like security everywhere. Um, but like it shouldn't matter because they're all animals, right? Um, they figure they'll fly in through like an open window, go bug, see what they can see. Uh, Rachel flies in and she gets hit with some kind of. I don't know, electric field, who knows what thing. It makes a sap sound. Um, and she's unconscious or possibly even dead. They don't know. She just, they, but they see her get hit by this thing, crumple up, and they're like, oh shit, pull off, pull off. Uh, you know, so they all fly, you know, and the guards all of a sudden, they all start opening fire on the birds. Um, and, and alarms are going off. Uh, Axe gets shot by a bullet. He goes down. Um, Tobias and Cassie and Jake are, like, trying to drag him to safety, but guards with dogs show up and, you know, they have to, to leave him or they'll all end up dead. So very, very quickly, uh, Axe and Rachel are captured or possibly dead and everything's fucked. Um, and they retreat to a Wendy's rooftop. Uh, everyone's panicking. Jake's blaming himself for going in blind, uh, you know, like, because it's his decision. 
Uh, Marco's kind of agreeing. Yeah, like follow up on the decision thing. You fucked it up and now everything's fucked. Uh, this is the second time this book we've had things go like zero to a hundred in terms of catastrophe, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. Uh, I, I was kind of confused at this part. As, as you said, it's not clear. I, I had to, I reread it and I was like, what happened to Rachel? Did I miss something? Like, it's not really well defined. <laughs> Yeah, it, it literally just says sap, <laughs> and then it's like Rachel's down. I'm like, she gets shot. Like I was so confused. Yeah, no, I I went back and reread it because I was like, so what exactly was it? And it it it's not exact. We don't really know. <laughs> I guess it was like a force field or like something. Yeah, <laughs> an electric barrier of some kind that, or like like a big bird zapper. Yeah, like a bug zapper for birds. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, this is like a whole. This is a whole ass thing. I mean, two of the animorphs are just. Yeah. We don't know where they are. It's like yeah, right off so, the bat. Yeah, and they're talking about like, well, you know, we got like what is it, an hour and a half to get them back because at that, yeah. like, they're not. They're they're either dead or they're captured and they're not going to demorph. And and like Tobias is even bringing up like. You know, being trapped in bird morph, like, what if Rachel's trapped in that bird morph and the morph is hurt too bad to save? And she's like, well, I'm not going to demorph. I'll just let myself die. Tobias is like, oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) Oh, I sure hope she doesn't get trapped as a bird, that hot bird. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, How awful. <laughs> a majestic bald eagle. <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to teach her how to be a bird and maybe feed mm. her voles in her mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Regurgitate worms or whatever. Do uh, uh do falcons regurgitate food to their chicks? Probably. I assume all birds do it. Or yeah. at least all, you know, I don't know about like a fucking emu, but probably. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I should be more of a bird expert, clearly. I'm yeah. not up on my bird lore. Now, remember how there's a rhino on the cover of this book? Yes. <laughs> there is a rhino. I um, wonder why that was. <laughs> well, uh, they've got no time to waste. They've got no time for, like, subtlety. So Jake's like, okay, fine. Fuck it. I have an idea. He flies out to the garden with Tobias to get a rhino morph. He, like, literally lands on the rhino's back and demorphs while Tobias steals a little girl's cotton candy as a distraction and acquires it. It's like, fuck it. Quick and dirty. Um, Now, I don't... Do you have anything to say about this in particular before I say the next chunk because it's a big chunk? Uh, Yeah, about the the rhino and all that. I have one (laughs) note, so... What's your one note? The rhino has a line of dialogue, which is... Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Uh-huh. You, so you what said are your you... piece. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I have a couple thoughts. Okay, okay. As you, as you said, oh yeah, we have no time to waste. Well, it's, apparently you do have some time to waste because this is a waste of time. <laughs> How do you propose they go in? Bear... Elephant? Oh, we can't have an elephant. Rachel. Yeah, they don't have Rachel. How about that? Gorilla. Tiger. 
Later in the book, Marco as a gorilla does bust down doors. I mean, you don't here, need a rhino for here's this. Here's the thing. <laughs> you don't need here, this. No, no. Here's the thing. If you shoot a gorilla or a tiger with a gun, you can kill it. <laughs> okay. Legitimately, ever... if you shoot a rhino with a pistol, you cannot kill it. When has this ever stopped them before? <laughs> they go up against Yerks with laser beams as fucking gorillas, and they've never given a shit about that. <laughs> right, well, they don't have to bust their way through, like, ten lines of security with, like, fences and blah, blah, blah. It just seems when you have 90 minutes... Maybe your best course of action isn't, let me stop at the zoo. <laughs> like, you fucking go with what you have. He he calculated the time it would take <laughs> to go get the rhino and come back, and he figured out that he would have, I believe they say, ten minutes to spare when he gets back. <laughs> and that that would be enough if he had a rhino. <laughs> this really feels like the ultimate of just... Uh, th- at this point... It just seems like between all of them, they have all the animals they need. And this is just like, we have to put something new on the cover. Just, he's a rhino, okay? He's a fucking rhino. Uh, Why? Uh, I don't know. Because he just has to be, okay? Look, they suggest alternatives. They suggest being like bugs and explain why bugs can't sneak in in time. And <laughs> there's they, they tell you they've got anti-bug security. Right, this the security. You need an animal that's so tough that like no amount of security is stopping it. Okay, whatever. I guess Cassie could have morphed whale. They could have dropped her on top like they did the Valique. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's thousand. There, there's options, but uh, this also does confirm it's canon that sometimes animals just don't go into a trance because he says uh, approaching the rhino. He's like, I hope it does because sometimes they don't. So yeah. it's, it's now just only, established. There's only one, but I could, I mean, it could be like, I saw it happen once. Yeah. I right. don't know. Like, yeah, you, you are right. But I like cannot think of any other instances where it actually happens. Yeah. Well, it's just something you got to be aware of from now on. We'll keep um, an eye out. We'll look. I also, well, I, I don't know. I like this line. Unfortunately, there are people stupid enough to think rhino horn is a medicine does that seem, I feel like that's maybe racist. <laughs> it feels like that's like a, there's like tribes somewhere that, that believe in like ancient medicinal things that, I don't know, we shouldn't be calling them stupid for their mm. practices. Yeah, I want to go make that same human horn Futurama reference again. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> okay. That's uh that was my rhinos. You can now okay, get good. to the get to the climax stick. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I just uh, most of this is just some more action sequences, but there's some good moments yeah. and then and then we can get to the real like big climax here. Um so like I said, 10 minutes to spare. Jake goes rhino and he just runs through the compound. He can't really see, so all the others have to guide him like smash through the gate, you know smash through the dog, smash through the guards. He gores, like, at least two people who definitely die. <laughs> um, like, for sure. He's, like, hurling them with his horn. Uh, smash through the wall, smash through the doors. Um, they're in the house. Tobias finds a guarded room and tries to draw them off, so now he's getting chased around the house by guys with guns blowing holes in the wall. Um, Jake can't climb the stairs, so he goes human, then tiger, and Marco and Cassie go battle morphs as well. Uh, they run up to the guards in front of the room, and there's, like, a standoff. 
and Jake decides to talk to them, and he's like, listen, man, I don't know if you can kill me before I kill you, but I do know you're not getting paid enough for this. And the guards are like, hell no, we're not. Fuck this talking tiger shit. And they walk off and they get into the guarded room. Um, <laughs> yeah, shit's just going wild now. Yeah, yeah. Just rampaging. There's a lot of pages there. That's just Jake smashes this, Jake smashes that. Yeah, uh, Jake talks to people as a tiger. Dogs mm. and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. <laughs> yeah, that was in, in sync on my end. I don't know if it will be. Oh well, yeah, maybe it will. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it's you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good, and I like that it's a long action scene. It does feel, uh, again. Sorry, but it feels a little video gamey. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, it. like act maybe because it feels like there's this is a level that they're kind of going through. But I like that you kind of can see it in your head. Sometimes they have mm. these fights and it's just a hallway or something. And yeah, this is a little more interesting that there's more space, more ground to cover. Yeah, I mean, it could also be that like all the destructions on the environment. It's not. She doesn't have to spend the whole time being like, and then I sliced a guy's guts open and then I ripped off his head and, and it's like, no, no. And then Jake smashed the wall and then some guy shot him and, but then he just tossed him. Yeah. Yeah. He does get a bullet in him and yeah. uh, it comes out of him when he demorphs. Yeah. This is one of the other things that I uh, was in my head earlier when you would ask like, what happens to mass in you when you demorph? I was remembering this scene in particular. Yeah, and um, as well as he says, it's by good luck. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if the bullet penetrated deep enough to still be in his human body, he'd be dead as a rhino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I don't know. Point That's that interesting. It interesting how that may or may not work. And I'm a big fan of uh, his line as he's mid morph when he says, "No chime cleft." Yeah, that's the. Uh, the um the third image on the cover that's how that thing talks <laughs> have jake half rhino with the hair yeah oh your yeah, friend the rhino monster it's kind of like a uh, rock steady right or bebop i don't remember which one's hmm. which yeah i don't know which one's which either i yeah. i see it i see it yeah okay yeah <laughs> uh so all right the the climax um, they break into the room, they see Rachel and Axe apparently dead, uh, with Joe Bob Fenestra standing there with a Dracon beam, and there is a mini Yerk pool in the room. So it seems he is a Yerk, even though all these guys outside clearly weren't. Uh, Joe Bob reveals that Axe and Rachel are not dead, but in biostasis, and, um, he's a bit confused that Andalites wouldn't recognize biostasis when they see it. Uh, he also reveals that he is a human controller, but he claims he and his host are on good terms uh, because he made WAA and made them rich. Um, and he, But he doesn't understand why Andalites would want him specifically dead since he has been exiled. Uh, his Yerk's name is Esplin 9466, the lesser. The double means he is a twin. His brother, the prime, is... <laughs> Surprise, Visser 3! And uh, and he hates him. He's jealous. Um, v Visser 3 is jealous that he did so much for the invasion with WAA and exiled him to die of Candrona starvation, but 
he has found a way to survive without the Candrona. Um, which is why Visser 3 hasn't just had him killed yet. He wants to know. So, the method is... <laughs> Joe Bob is a cannibal. Um, <laughs> he has been using the Yerk Resistance website to find other human controllers, at which point he abducts them, kills them, removes the yerk from their brain, grinds it up, and processes it into some kind of Candrona product that he can consume with his human mouth. Uh, and he kills one person every three days to do this. Um, <laughs> which is also, I bet, not where you were expecting this to go if you haven't read this book. <laughs> um, wasn't on my bingo card. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jake ends up making a deal with him, and he gives, uh, you know... Joe Bob gives them back Rachel and Axe, and uh, Jake lets him live, and he says uh, he's safe as long as he stays in the house, but if they find him outside, they'll kill him. Um, so first point here, uh, this is a kid's book. Um, they did put Jeffrey Dahmer in a kid's book, <laughs> like pretty well, explicitly. Kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this is kind well, of I'm, insane, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, he's kind of like Dexter. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, I could see it. Yeah, Dexter's a serial killer who kills other serial killers. And right. This guy's a yerk who kills other yerks. He kills I mean, other he also, yerks, yeah. He also just incidentally kills innocent humans, too. Yeah, like, he, he... About as explicitly as they could get away with, they say he kills the humans. Yeah, it is... I Could they not get away with it? I yeah, it know. is... They sure talk about death all the time. <laughs> they sure do. Maybe maybe the active idea about, like, killing a child and removing their brain and grinding it up and eating it was, like, they didn't want to spell it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I was like, well, what? I'm sure he just puts takes the yerk out of their head and <laughs> uh-huh. goes on yeah. his way. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. Uh, but apparently not... Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fascinating stuff being revealed here because yeah, I feel we have, uh, I don't maybe jokingly talked about the idea of a, uh, of a yerk and a human having a, a, uh, you know, a co good relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Words. I don't I don't remember if we actually saw that anywhere else before this or if that was just an idea we discussed. Uh, but but yeah, here we I feel see like this it. is the first time that we've actually seen it, yeah. I yeah, I, I think it must be. And so that that in itself and I mean you you use the word claim. So I suppose we're hearing from the Yerk. Technically, we don't know. Maybe this Yerk is lying, and maybe the real Joe Bob isn't on board with all this. Yeah, like, when he says he's he, he's partners with the human Jakes, like, Yerks don't have partners, and, and uh, Esplin, the lesser, doesn't fight it. So, like, maybe he was lying. But, like, in my headcanon, right, they are, right? I believe him, um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I It makes sense to me, because... Uh, I mean, this guy gets to just be rich and hang out, and yeah. they both kind of are. Ha- he doesn't have to like his family's not enslaved. Like, <laughs> yeah. And do you remember that? Uh, I mean, you do. Uh, in in bones and all, the guy who wasn't an eater, but who hung around with one anyway because he was like a sick fuck and he liked watching people get murdered and eaten. 
Yeah. I, like, do you think Joe Bob is like, dude, I love this, like, killing people and eating their brain shit. This fucking rules. And, like, you can do it, and I can experience it and get away he with it. Be. Like, is, 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 I guess it's kind of like, uh, you know, to put it in symbiote terms, it's kind of like carnage. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, Venom is a, a bad symbiote, but sometimes he will take over somebody and he can kind of be used as a force for good. Carnage takes over the body of a ex- pre-existing serial killer, so he just turns into right. this fucking monster. Right, so, right. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Joe Bob's got to be fucked up on some level to, to be okay with this. Yeah, <laughs> I think... Just- yeah, he's not just holding his nose like, ah, I gotta watch him murder these people. <laughs> it's worth it's, it. It's interesting that Kay Applegate has predicted uh, adrenochrome here. What, why am I, what's adrenochrome? It's it's in the uh, in Pizzagate, the rich people, uh, they murder children and they harvest, uh, it's it's called adrenochrome. It's, it's uh, some substance made from like adrenaline or whatever, so they... When they abduct the children, they like torture them to death horrifically so they can get the adrenochrome. And then the adrenochrome uh, prolongs your life. It lets you live forever. So this is like a part of what the Pizzagate conspiracy is about. Um, okay. Is, is that rich people do this. We have okay. a sitting U.S. senator who believes this. <laughs> just, I just want to throw that for anyone who thinks that the world we live in is reasonable. <laughs> Good to note. Good to note. Relevant. To, to the Animorphs. <laughs> yeah. And this is, okay, so that uh, already is pretty out there. And then we have the bombshell that this is Visser 3's brother. Yes. Twin. His twin <laughs> brother, right. Not yes. that, that, I mean, you know, all Yorks look the same to me, but sure. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, he's got this is Mr. Three. This is his Mycroft, kind of. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I, see, I hear you. I mean, this is another. This is a good new wrinkle that isn't fucking crazy. We didn't have to introduce a new dimension or anything, but it's a pretty big deal <laughs> that, and the idea that they're even beyond him being Visser three's brother, that there's like a Yerk who's not necessarily aligned with all the other Yerks, you know, up yeah. until now, all the Yerks have pretty much just been, yeah, we're, we all all we care about is this war. We're soldiers. Yeah, this is just we, like a guy. We met the one guy who was mad about Visser Three killing his beloved other Yerk or whatever. Mm. Um, was, but oh, he was, was like anti Visser Three, but otherwise just in with the war effort. Right. You know, th- this guy is very much just out for himself. He is his own guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's not like he's not a human sympathizer. Clearly, (laughs) he's just, but he doesn't care about the Eriks. He's just, he's a, he's a pretty fascinating character. Uh, Yeah, he's really cool. Nine, four, double six. The lesser. Going forward, we will say not Esplin nine, four, double six more and more, and it will always mean Visser three pretty much. So got to make sure you say the lesser. They do have the same name. I wasn't sure. I don't remember. Okay. Huh. Yeah, the, the double six means it would, I guess he would just be a Splin 946, I guess. 
If this guy must have really hated his life when Visser 3 was like Visser 37 or whatever, sub Visser mm, 37. Yeah. You know, like how bad are his delegations if he doesn't even get to be a sub Visser? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's probably just sitting around in the pool. <laughs> yeah, I guess. he's probably in a ged. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. <laughs> yeah i don't know so you know this is this is crazy i feel like there's probably stuff you don't want to you can't say to me for spoilers but i'm interested to see it, it, where and if this goes <laughs> mm. yeah i mean I, I guess i will say it doesn't go enough places they they, mm. they this guy's mentioned again but i would have loved to have seen more of him going forward Oh, then we do. Yeah, this is uh, this is giving me uh, this is I don't know. I'm get I'm, uh, this guy is a fascinating guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's cool. I maybe I shouldn't say the serial killer is cool, but uh, I like him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he is cool. He's kind of an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I uh, I there's a whole bit in here where Cassie is like outraged and kind of wants to kill him on the spot. Um, but she also kind of wants Jake to do it for her. Like once again, her morals are kind of mm. making her a hypocrite. Like she is not okay with letting him go, but she also like kind of isn't okay with just killing a guy. Mm. Um, and there's a bit here where Jake is like almost ready to say, it's totally cool if this guy goes on serial killing as long as he's taking out Yerks and he's kind of like, horrified at himself for it um yeah like there's some good lines in here there's the bit where cassie says uh that kid gump that kid who was worried about his dad that lonely little kid that's who this monster goes after jake not some abstract person with no face and no name and uh there's also a bit uh when they get out at the end and rachel asks was he a good guy or a bad guy and jake says uh, I don't even know which I am anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's deep. good stuff. Yeah, it's... I don't know what I feel like is the right... I, you know, I am... I, 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 I tend... I usually like the kind of pacifist... Mm-hmm. Th- th- like in Avatar The Last Airbender, Aang th- goes through a whole thing or he doesn't want to mm-hmm. have to kill the Fire Lord and that... Uh, I I, I kind of like that. I well, the, but the problem is, <laughs> and I mean, this is a you can get into the nuance of it, I suppose. But they these the animorphs have pretty explicitly killed lots yes. of people before. Yeah, hundred percent. So it that's when it gets harder to justify. Oh, we, you know, but this is a thing in so many yeah movies and and things like all the time where it's it's you can you kill people in the heat of battle but when you have them mm-hmm. at your mercy it's immoral and I, I usually i i agree with it like i get it to some extent so mm-hmm. you know i i don't so, i don't know yeah this is uh there's like a little bit of a conclusion here but um i i can say this now one thing that I really like about the ending of this book and Animorphs in general uh, is that there's not really a resolution to like, like you're saying in a lot of things you'd say, Oh, in this case it's moral in this case it's immoral. But in Animorphs, they never really say that they kind of present you with these cases 
and, and the the what the series seems to posit very much so is that there isn't an answer, right? It, like it's not all of a sudden okay, you know, to um or, or like not okay to kill them just because they're at your mercy, or it wasn't okay to kill them just because. But also, you have to like. There's not an answer to this. There is no answer to this. Um, I love it when there's some kind of ethical conundrum or like a dispute between characters. Uh, and we do see Cassie and Jake have kind of a rift over this. And they never really quite come to terms with it. And I love when Animorphs does this and it does it multiple times. Like it's a lot like it's it feels very real. Like you just kind of have to learn to live with things like there's not always an answer. It's not something that can be worked out. It's not always easy. Um, it does make things end up feeling kind of bleak at times. And <laughs> I think the ending of this book feels kind of bleak. This is the kind of, you know, we already discussed the, my, my, the Simpsons incident in a previous episode, but, uh, the kind of thing that as a kid, I, when things would be unresolved would like drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, how much of that do you think is in, intentional versus being a byproduct of it's a kid's book. So there's just all, there's kind of a soft reset each book. So we just don't go Um, back to it or at a certain point. It's extremely intentional. I, I I think you could make the argument that there are times early on when she's like, when it just kind of happens. But I, I do think by the end of the series, the fact that it's intentional, that there is no resolution. I think that will be undeniable by the time it's over. At least okay. on a large scale. And it makes me more likely to read these small scale things as, as being that way too. Okay. That's good. Cause I, I, I agree. That's usually the, like the best stuff. Cause that's mm-hmm. how life is. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, but, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh, sometimes it can veer into like, I hope they don't. I like when they discuss these things, you know, even if they don't come to a resolution, I'd like to mm-hmm. have the characters hash it out mm-hmm. still. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's it's yeah. done. It's it's done well in this instance. Yeah. Um. There's just like a little conclusion here. We get like a scene with Jake at home, sitting outside on his porch and looking at the stars. And his mom comes out to talk to him. There's some good lines in there. Um. And then like the next day, Cassie isn't at school. Um. She has gone to find Gump and warn him about his dad. You know, she turned into a wolf, told him she was magic, and said, "Don't trust your dad." And she feels like shit because she just told this little kid to, like, not the, that her, his father can't be trusted. Um, and, but she doesn't know what else to do about it. And she and Jake still aren't really talking to each other over this whole thing. Um, days later, someone burns down Joe Bob's house, invalidating Jake's promise. Because Jake said, you're only safe as long as you're in the house. And somebody has burned down the house. Uh, the book says it could have been Vister 3. It could have been Cassie could have been Jake, uh, but he won't tell you who did it. So there's some implication that maybe Jake did it to sort of, I don't know, find a a resolution, but there's, it doesn't tell you. Um, And then finally, like a week later, Jake comes by to Cassie's barn and they put a splint on a deer with a broken leg and they just kind of start talking again, which is kind of what I was saying. Like, like there's not any real resolution between them over this rift. They just kind of learn to live with it, that it was there. And they go back to to what is sort of normal. And the book ends on uh, this statement, we were us again for now, 
which like in its presentation is just like yeah <laughs> say about it being very bleak right yeah like yeah. that's pretty th- ominous it definitely it definitely is I, th- I think we've had a few of these scenes where it's been like mm-hmm. they sit around doing normal stuff and they rem- that somebody's like ah it's nice to just be normal for once <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, they need and- that and it does make me think of the conversations that Jake and Marco were having these last two books about, like, can you go back to being normal? Uh, yeah, I, not, no. <laughs> no. Not not after this fucking shit, you cannot, no. I think yeah. this book seals the deal. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't one of the other ones, but at this point, there's they're past it. Yeah, uh, I mean, there, the, the all... Elemis stuff, you can learn about that. It won't change your world too much. <laughs> That's but fine. This... But a bear mopping a carpet? You're gone. <laughs> yeah. You're done. Yeah. There's also a really nice, I wasn't paying attention, so I don't know if you mentioned this specifically, but uh, oh. when he's talking to his mom and she says mm-hmm. uh, how hard it is to be a kid. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, it's a book for kids. So maybe it's again, the kind of pandering to kids, but it's like, yeah, it's, it is fucking sucks to be a fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like that where, uh, where, where his mom's like, nope, it's worse to be a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's worse. Yeah, I like that. It's worse. It sucks. It's it's a uh, and like and this was uh, as I was saying before. I you know the, there's they gave you time to breathe at the end of this book. Mm-hmm. It didn't just go action, 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 finish. Yeah. Uh, I, now what is the is this the first instance, at least explicitly to my knowledge, that we've had the hint of having an unreliable narrator. Up until now, I have to assume that it seems like pretty much everything that they do and everything that happens, these kids are telling us reliably and truthfully. But here we have Jake straight up being like, maybe I burned it down. I'll never tell. <laughs> so that's, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to have yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he's not saying that something happened and then and then it turns out that wasn't true. He's just like, I don't want to say. But also, <laughs> it never, it doesn't matter. It's like, just, why, what's the, what, where's the line here? I can't tell you my name. <laughs> like, presumably, we don't know who he is. So, if he's, he's so secure in publishing this book, he should feel fine saying it was him if it was him, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I I think that one's probably more just uh, like a comfort level, like like maybe maybe he legitimately doesn't know, or maybe he's not feeling good about himself for having done it, or maybe he's uh, covering for Cassie. Yeah, maybe he's. I mean, uh, you can read it more thematically too, you know, as a kind of like it. I don't know. Maybe you can't, but. Uh, <laughs> Because I was going to go like maybe it maybe it doesn't really matter who did it or I don't know. It's a good note to end on, though. Like it it is a very different type of ending to have this. Like you said, this I mean, this is a very specifically not thematically, but like a plot point that is unresolved. And it's like that's just a thing you can speculate about that. I'm assuming we never find the answer to. Yeah. I mean, Uh, who burned down the house? You definitely never know. (laughs) So like that's you know that's cool that's a different way to yeah. to take out this book does a lot of things in pretty interesting ways. So there you go. It is thematically appropriate that you don't know. It it, it mirrors the 
the rest of the book. That, sure. The juxtaposition That's of the, of the artistic reasoning behind it. Yeah. Look, we didn't even go that much over time. Yeah, we did pretty good. Uh, although we haven't we done spent... our references yet. <laughs> no, no, no. We do have to do our references. So I guess yeah. let's speed through those. Uh, we've got a pop-up ad for a Web Access America Visa card. Mm-hmm. You've got mail, of course, mm-hmm. as, as mm-hmm. mentioned. I don't know. Uh, think of you as the new Clint Eastwood. There's an ad for Yahoo or there's a joke about an ad for Yahoo's <laughs> alien parasites selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the pictures on the website are a close encounters of the third kind type alien. We said Cardassian from Deep Space Nine and a Narn from Babylon 5. I'm not a I never watched Babylon 5, so I don't know what the fuck that is. But. Yeah, I'm, I don't know either. Uh, we mentioned John Tesh, Snoop Dogg, and the Spice Girls, uh, the, the Boy Scouts. I don't remember if we count that as one or not. <laughs> Whatever. We always say it and then say we don't know. So That's why I have to say it every time. Yeah. Uh, now, I didn't even think of this until just now, but is, is the Gump a Forrest Gump reference? It's, it has yeah. to be, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's got to be. This kid loves Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's his favorite movie. I was trying he to figure out. He thinks of himself it. as Gump. Maybe the 93 was the year Gump came out. Mm. I don't know. I thought I think it was maybe 94, though. Um, the, they mentioned specifically United and Northwest Airlines. Is Northwest a real airline? Yeah. Okay. I don't know I if know, it is anymore. Because mm, I know Southwest, but I never heard anyone talk about Northwest. You know That's a good question, actually. Am I just getting confused with Southwest? I mean, it makes sense if there's a south. Well, there's there a southeast and a northwest. And yeah, it's that, a real thing, uh, except not anymore. It um, okay. Yeah, some some somewhere around 2010, it merged with Delta. Okay, moving on, we have an absolutely vile Huggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco says this is why we aren't Batman or Spider Man. No hyphen. Mm-hmm. You know how in the movie Alien, the alien baby exploded out of that guy's chest? Oh well. I do about that statue of Liberty sized humans. I get that. I count statue of Liberty as a reference. I guess I did. Sure. Great. I have it here too. Uh, Don't hurt me with the chakram of your wit, Xena. And we, Mm -hmm. we learned that that is Xena's primary weapon. Yeah. That's her like little circle thing. She throws there's, and there's some more Xena calling etc uh they stop the taco bell he mentions a bottle of tabasco uh looks like the building looks like ground control at nasa the tiger's roar makes brave men's knees turn to jello if marco was rich he'd spend his day paying michael jordan to come over and teach him how to improve his three-point shot and having the female cast members of baywatch apply suntan oil to his muscular body Mm mm-hmm He'd also Same. have his own Papa John's pizza restaurant down in the basement. You Spelled can do better, Marcos. Oh, right. I forgot about Papa John's. <laughs> it's not Papa John's this time. <laughs> Get a fucking Domino's, dude. Come on. Papa John's. What is the deal? He's just a racist is all. Makes sense. Uh, no one expects you to be Superman, Jake. Showtime is doing a rebroadcast of the fight that has been on pay-per-view. Uh, there's a lawn that you could have held the Super Bowl on at the mansion. Mm-hmm. He also has Ferraris, Porsches, Jaguars, Vipers, not minivans and Volvo station wagons, maybe a few Rolls Royces. Yeah. 
Uh, Colonel Hogan would never get out of this place, Jake says. And when the other people laugh, he says, I guess now we know who watches Hogan's Heroes reruns on Nick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would have been Pretty Nick good. at night, but I get it. It's fine, close enough. Still on Nick at that point. Uh, at night, yes. It's not a separate channel, I don't think yet. No, but it's at night is all. Now, <laughs> joining actually, and I will say as someone who, who grew up and I watched a lot of Nick at Night, I never saw Hogan's Heroes. So I don't I don't hmm. recall that being on a lot. So I don't know if it actually was on Nick at Night or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, interesting. Uh, and this would have been time, prime time. I definitely was watching Nick at Night at this era. So I don't know. Uh, joined up on the roof of a Wendy's. Someone's mind is racing like an Indy car. An aerial display worthy of the Blue Angels at an air show. And Jake's mom says, X-Files is on. You used to love that show. Yeah. Um, according to Wikipedia, Hogan's Heroes was part of TV Land pre- Preview on Nick at Night. Uh, but that is the only, like, it's a special cross-promotional airing, but it's the only point it shows up in the article on the list of programs broadcast by Nick at Night. Mm, well, as you point out, TV Land was not a spin, spun off until, I, I gotta think, the early 2000s at the earliest. Well, this was a preview, uh, and it says it aired April 29th, 1996, and it looks oh. like it was only the one one air date, like the rest of them have ranges. I could be, maybe it's just that that's when I got, we got a cable package with TV land in it, (laughs) Mm. it, but okay. Interesting. So technically correct. (laughs) Sort of kind of, if they must've watched that one showing. (laughs) That is kind of funny that she just assumed they must show Hogan's heroes. (laughs) She just wanted to make that reference. And I was like, fuck, how do I make these teenagers know about Hogan's heroes? (laughs) <laughs> it was, like, like they could have just said reruns like I would believe they show reruns on some channel <laughs> yeah but she got greedy and I called her out on mm-hmm. it we mm-hmm. caught her to Seropedia I go goofs and inconsistencies gotcha alright well this has been fun it has this is this was a good book it's a good book. It's like the Bible in that way. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, if anyone has thoughts about this book or Hogan's Heroes or uh, Pizzagate, you can email us. Our email address is theyerkyboys at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at theyerkyboys. Uh, Will posted a pretty good tweet recently, as, as he likes oh, to say. As long as it's one of your uh, allotted 600 posts per day, you can go check right. that out. Uh, we will. We'll, I won't date the podcast further by elaborating on what that means. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, right. And me. Sorry. And you, what about you? Yeah. They can actually find you somewhere. Yeah. Uh, why don't you just go to uh, uh, JonathanEstes.com. You'll find links to my other podcast, too, which is called Geeks on Trial, which is a, a whole lot of fun. And I'm still on Twitter as Dogtimes McGee. Oh, and uh, and uh, go to GoNintendo.com. I, I I wrote previews up for uh, the new Pikmin Four game. Ooh. Now that's gonna date it. <laughs> yeah, you tried so hard, <laughs> but I'm excited about Pikmin. It's pretty exciting. 
Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about Book 17, The Underground, in which Rachel turns into a bat on the Yerky Boys. Yerky Boys.